This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty Show. Hell yeah, it is. Wednesday, November 16th. We are just a week and a day away from Fat Turkey Day. Fit. Get bloated. Uh, this show is presented <laughs> by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business. If you've been in an accident, there is no question you need an attorney because your insurance company, they're not out for what's best for you. They're not going to fight for you. They're not going to make sure that you get every dollar that's deserved. No, no. Their job is to watch out for them. That's why they have hundreds and thousands of attorneys. Why don't you have one? Go get it. No consultation fees. No huge retainers. In fact, you don't pay the Utah Advocates unless and until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. Hi, friend. Hello. Average to see you this morning. I know. Um, as per usual, right. um, got to talk Utah Jazz, and we probably ought to just get right to work on the Jazz. The world is ending. The season's um, over. Well, you know what? I look at the Jazz, and I, I, I think that's probably the mantra this morning. Oh, God, we should be tanking. No, you shouldn't. You've lost three games. You're simply one game back in the West. There's nothing we saw against the Knicks that can't be righted. I think that's what you as a Jazz fan should be saying to yourself, that these games are learning opportunities and I think one of the biggest questions is who was at fault for this loss I think I could point the finger pretty firmly at Will Hardy the fact that Lori Markkinen was not on the floor in big big moments and that he doesn't get back into the game until middle of the fourth quarter it's just inexcusable but what is it also it's an expected coaching mistake from a young head coach who's simply learning his team, Jake. I don't think this is the end of the world by any stretch of the imagination. No, not at all. And I, and I, and I think that, you know, again, like you can't overreact both wins or losses. Like, you know, when they won and, and, and they everybody was high on them, everyone was telling me, oh, well, you just don't want to get on the bandwagon and you're just a jazz hater. And it's like, all right, cool. Call me that, but I'm not going to get too high on this team. Just the same way today, I'm not going to get too low on this team. Meaning that, that yeah, like, as you just said, they are correctable issues. Like, whether it was Lori being out of the game too long, whether it was just not doing anything about Jalen Brunson last night. That's not, right. not, right. not, not stepping up to the plate, not, not fouling him hard or being physical with them or something like you have to do something when when guys start to find their groove Boy, late in the game you were pretty convinced we we were texting jake actually uh moved out of my my garage because he got so home. i said yeah and he actually bought a uh penthouse on park avenue in new york and anyway my point is uh you were a big fan of jalen brunson's last night you were telling me he was dominating yeah I don't even think it's a Jalen Brunson was dominating. I think that this Utah Jazz team last night did not play winning basketball. That And with all due respect to Kelly Olynyk, who's still not. Boy, I'm Bogdanovich. With all due respect to <laughs> Kelly Olynyk, I'm telling you now, he can never be your leading scorer. 
But I think one of the indictments and one of the things that's very clear coming out of this game last night is that Lori marketing cannot be your number one. Yeah. And I don't think anybody questions or doubts that Lori marketing is your number one go-to guy on this team. That's why you're losing these games mm -hmm. because not to be redundant, you don't have an alpha male. And Jake, if I think this team had, uh, I think if this team had a number one, they would have won this game and they probably would only have two losses right now. Yeah. And my biggest problem is that, you know, like my biggest problem right now is that Mike Conley was marketed and, and gift wrapped to us as this guy that you kept for leadership and this guy that you kept because he was going to mentor the young guys and he was going to help bring this team along. And while I'm sure he's doing some of that, it's just not quite enough as far as leadership is concerned. I'm not simply saying that, that Mike Conley is doing some bad job. What I'm more saying is that it can't just be incumbent on Mike Conley to lead these guys on the floor. Like there, there needs to be, and, and the guy is Lori, right? Like the guy, the guy that we would need this from right now on this roster is Lori Markinen. And, and unfortunately, Lori Markkinen is someone who isn't really the leadership type guy. Lori Markkinen is a hooper. He is someone who just is concerned about performing on the floor. And that's fine. That's not an indictment on Lori Markkinen. No. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I look at, like, the reason that I was so steadfast that Brunson was dominating this team, it's not because he put up 50 points like Joel did, right? But more because of his efficiency and what he did to you down the stretch in the fourth quarter, getting into the paint and getting high percentage looks. Jalen Brunson last night is 10 of 20 and 1 of 4, right? Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, he's getting high quality looks and those looks are going in and you're not doing anything about it. So whether we want to say, Hey, like Will Harden didn't make an adjustment or Lori marketing and the boys didn't really step up to stop that threat. Like they have to, this is the next evolution of this current roster. How do we stop the guy on the other team that's going off in the fourth quarter? Well, and even more to that. And again, not that you're wrong because no. I agree with you. Who's going to get us a bucket. We need a bucket, and we need it now. Yeah, that's a great question. Who, who, who's our bucket getter? Because yeah. Mike Cam Conley, what did Mike Conley go last night? One of six from three. Mike Conley missed three straight threes with less than a minute to go last night. That can't happen, but it did because Mike's not your bucket getter. I need that guy. From three, I need the ball in Malik Beasley's hand. If we're getting to the rack, I need it to be Jordan Clarkson. And frankly, right now, if I'm Will Hardy, I'm building offensive sets to get Laurie Markin in his best shot in his most comfortable spot on the floor. I'm going to say this again. I mean, that, that, that is what was missing in this game last night. Yeah. There was no, hey, I need a bucket. Let me go get Jalen Brunson and have him back down some dude on the block. Yeah. <laughs> because that's how the Knicks won this game. And I know that there were a lot of really good performances. I know the Knicks played at a really high level, and I think they did. I think Obi Toppin hit some really big threes out of the corner. I mean, you can, we can go up and down the stat sheet, but you can't get away from the fact. You can't get away from the truth that the Utah Jazz should have won this game, that the Jazz were in position to be up 10, and they were down four because they simply didn't move the basketball. They didn't play team basketball. They didn't work the perimeter to get inside out basketball. That's where this team thrives. Yet, it seems like they forgot what got them to 10 and three. They forgot what got them now, I hope, to, to all of that success. I'm hoping that they see that, but Jake, I don't have a lot of confidence right now because this is a completely different basketball team that won those 10 games yeah and 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 i have to agree with you like i uh 
I, I would have expected, as I said on the show yesterday, I would have expected you last night to come out and move the ball really well. Like, I would have expected you to come into your home building and perform. And I didn't see really any of that ball movement outside of the first seven, eight minutes of the game. Like, you had some nice possessions real early in the game, and then you just kind of got away from it. And I think that this team's gotten into kind of this this bad habit of just thinking that they can drive the lane and get fouled and that they think that they're going to get calls or something. And that's just simply not happening. I mean, the number of turnovers off of driving the paint last night was kind of ridiculous. Like you got to move the ball. Like it's not just drive to the paint, like obviously drive to the paint and then kick it. But the problem is, and go back and watch the show. The greatness of YouTube is you can always go back and see what we said. I told you the first week of the season when they were having all that success, teams are going to scout the hell out of this team and figure out what the success is. And now they're not leaving the corner nearly as much. Now they're staying home on that assignment, which is causing turnovers in the paint. So now it's incumbent on Will Hardy to figure out, okay, well, what's that next step going to be? How can I create that kind of offense we were getting early in the season with the way teams are playing us Uh, now? And I'm telling you, it is that driving kick to the corner. Like it, it is it is open almost every single time, but the Jazz don't make that pass, and that's what I struggle with. And I think my frustration is I expect them to make that pass every time. They don't. So you wind up putting guys like Cam Reddish, who I thought was one of the most impactful Knicks last night, as maligned as he is in Knicks Nation, and I totally understand that. Cam Reddish is actually having himself quite the nice season. And I think he made several plays last night that led to that win. Jalen Brunson being able to play three ball or being able to back a guy down on the block, making the right pass at the right time. R.J. Barrett goes 0-5 from three last night, and they still win because they got the contributions that the Jazz were not. And I would not, and and I want to make this clear, I would not be panicked if I'm a Jazz fan. These games were winnable games. All three of these losses... Maybe not Washington. I never really felt like they were in the Washington game, if we're being totally honest. But you look at the Sixer game, they should have won the Sixer game. I have, uh, uh, firmly, I believe, this team should have beat the Knicks last night. They were in position to beat the Knicks, and they simply did not play smart, high IQ basketball, which they had played. And I guess my question again is, where is the driving kick on a team that shoots in the 30 percentile in threes? You need more threes. You need better looks. The driving kick is what this offense is missing. Mm-hmm. And again, not to be redundant, Kelly Olynyk cannot lead the line for the Utah Jazz in a game that you hope to win. That can just never... He was your number one option last night. I totally get that. But when you were getting contributions from guys like Walker Kessler, Fontecchio, Beasley, you were getting contributions from guys. Move the damn ball. Yeah, like That's the thing that really stands out to you is... This team just chose last night not to move the basketball, and it's what cost them to win, plain and simple. And we could talk about turnovers, points in the paint. They got crushed in the paint. Okay, I totally get that. This is never going to be a post-dominant team the way it's constructed. But you don't need to be to win games. You need to move the basketball. You need to defend your ass off. And again, I find myself looking at this Jazz team and the thing I say is, hey, I need more Jared Vanderbilts on this team. Yeah. Because he's a guy that's working defensively. Walker Kessler is working defensively. Kelly Olinick is working defensively. And it's just not enough because your best players are not creating your opportunities defensively. 
And I think that's the thing that really stands out to me. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, certainly and, and, am not hitting the panic button. Yeah, and and I, and I think that the the I, I want to make sure we measure Will Hardy's impact or or role in this situation, this three game losing streak. Like I do think that you know, like I love what Will Hardy's doing. I I love what he's done so far. I love his energy. Like I love the vibe. Like it's not that I think Will Hardy's an issue, but I do think that. Like, specifically last night, coaching was a big reason why you lost this game. You could Because you didn't make adjustments. You didn't have you didn't have an answer in a lot of those situations. And, and I look at the good teams in the league, you know, or the best teams, championship caliber teams, and they've either got a guy on the floor that will naturally get the team to provide the answer to whatever the issue is, or they have a coach that's going to call that timeout and say, hey, look, we're not making the pass to the corner. Or, or hey, Walker Kessler, don't be lazy as hell setting your screens and pick up offensive fouls, right? Like, that happened last night with, with Walker. So Yeah, the moving those, screen foul. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, so those little details are what this team has to kind of ratchet down. That said, I agree. I wouldn't be hitting the panic button. I would be much more in the lane of, hey, this is right now what keeps us from being that 50-60 team win that we all want to be. Right, these but type of games. I also think this is why I I have told you I maintain that this team is a eight nine ten team. Mm -hmm. This team's a seven eight nine team. Like you're bottom of the Western Conference because you're going to go through spells like this with Will Hardy. And I will say what I guess you didn't want to say. Will Hardy is why they lost the game last night. You have got to find a way, whether Lori Markkinen's got the legs or not. I saw a lot of people. I think Tony Jones was one of those guys last night talking about the fact that he looked like he didn't have legs. I agree. He's got to have legs. Yeah. If he's your number one guy and he's tired, well, he's going to get more tired because he's going to have the ball in his hands. Set up a system where you have 10 plays for Lori Markkinen. Y'all feel where, me? Where there are sets that you can call that are specifically designed to get Lori Markin in the damn ball where he's most comfortable. You have to be able to do that. And, and I don't care what sport it is. If you are a football team, your quarterback has to have a play in his pocket to get his wide receiver. You've got to have a play to get Puka Nakua the ball. You've got to have a play to get Dalton Kincaid the football. You've got to have a play... Uh, you know, like to get it when you need a goal as a as a hockey team, Patrick Kane's got to have a play where he's getting into the zone with his hair on fire and he's going to have an opportunity to put rubber on the goaltender. Thanks. Period. Point blank. That's what professional sports are. Yeah. You have to put your best players in their position to succeed. And if you do that and they don't succeed, it's an issue with the player. The issue for the Jazz is they're not putting Laurie Markinen in his best position to succeed. And frankly, when Jordan Clarkson gets the ball with the game on the line, he looks like a guy who's the moment is too big for him. Agreed. And the guy that I really like shooting a three with the game on the line, frankly, is Malik Beasley. Yeah. Because he's a 40% three-point shooter and he don't care. But we're not getting Malik Beasley with the game on the line. We're getting everybody else. And that's a problem. Yeah. Run plays in moments where you understand, hey, I just need a two here. All right, let me call a four-down set to get Markinen on the high elbow left because that's where he likes to operate. Yep. Okay, cool. Hey, I need a three-ball here. You know, let's run a. Uh, you know, let's run the swinging gate. Hey, let's run a baseline cut. Let whatever your set is. Let's run a driving kick to the corner for Malik Beasley. Let's run a pin down to get a, a kick out to Beasley on the elbow. Whatever that is, 
That's what Will Hardy has to do now. He's got to take that big leap forward and understand, hey, I'm a rookie coach. I've got some experience on the bench. I need to listen to that experience, and I need to coach to my roster. Yep. And if he does that, they're going to be a 7-8-9 team. If he doesn't do that, they're going to be in the lottery. It, I, I mean, I think it's as, as simple as that. Yeah. Because he's got enough talent on this team to be a 7-8-9 team. But can the coach get the most out of the talent? He's a rookie head coach. He's never been in this situation before. <laughs> We're going to find out. It really is that simple. By yes. the way, I would also point out that I don't know how the next five games go. Oh. Because if you look at that list of games right there, it's Phoenix at Portland at the Clippers versus Detroit, Golden State. At Golden State the day after Thanksgiving. Are we clear on that? Man, that's a ball buster right yes, there. That it is. is. Yes, it that is. That is five games in the next seven, eight days. And that's a lot of games. Actually, it's five and nine days, excuse me. Because today's Wednesday, I guess, already. Yeah. You look at that schedule and you recognize that, yeah, you, you can beat Phoenix at home. That's a very beatable team, frankly. Um, two, I think you're not going to Portland and winning right now. I just think it's a lot. Rip City's very difficult right now. They're playing a high level of basketball. Best team in the West in the moment. I think that's a big ask. One and one right there. The Clippers are beatable. Yep. One in, let's say two and one. Okay. Detroit, you should beat Detroit, right? Two and, or three and one. Yeah. You're going to lose at Golden State. Three and two. You're three and two in the next five games. I think that's your highest, best result. It's your highest, best result. You know, by the way, did anybody see Cade Cunningham lost all that money in crypto? You were telling me about that oh, last man, night. Oh, man, dude. Yeah, all these crypto companies going bankrupt. Cade Cunningham was the, hey, pay me my signing bonus in 100% crypto. And yeah, he lost all that money. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. Yep. If you look at the Tommy, Jizzy, Tommy. Steph Curry, FTX disaster. Tommy. You, <laughs> you look at the Trevor Lawrence, pay me in Bitcoin. You look at the Cade Cunningham, pay me in Bitcoin. Yeah. I don't know. I am not a financial advisor, but I think we told you a year ago to get the hell out of Bitcoin and, and crypto. Get the hell out of here with that. I ain't wrong, man. All right, let's get some of your thoughts in here uh, as we talk Utah Jazz basketball. As always, Utah Jazz in the NBA, presented by our good friends at TridayTrading.com. TridayTrading.com. Jake sent you some stats yesterday on UGD Millennials trying to, oh, man, I got to find a new side hustle. All right, now, Let's try um, an ice cream cart you know, um, full of cryptocurrency. Um, Seems like a good plan, bro. Um, I'm going to say that's not a good plan. Um, Did you see that millennials have tried more side hustles than any other generation? <laughs> <laughs> Friends, get off the side hustle grind. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Friends... Make the money you deserve. Make the money that you've always thought about making. If I said to you today, hey, listen, there's a week before Thanksgiving. What if I said to you in the next week, you could make, I don't know what, three days left this week, that's three Gs. Two days next week, because who's working Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week? <clears throat> Let's call three <laughs> days next week. If I said to you, you could make six grand before Thanksgiving, would you want that six grand? Think about that. In the next week, in the next seven days, are you going to make $6,000? I want it. Let me ask you this. This entire month, are you going to make $6,000?
And I'm being serious with you because there are people today that have worked with TridayTrading.com to become day traders who are making more than $1,000 a trading day because they worked with TridayTrading.com. If I said to you, hey, in the next seven days, you can make six grand, what would that mean to your kids? What would that mean to your wife? What would that mean to your family? What would that mean for the upgrade of the home, for the upgrade of the car? How many trips to Disneyland would you have taken if you were making $1,000 a day? That's what you got to ask yourself because you deserve that. You absolutely deserve that. You can have it at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Here's what I'm asking you to do. Point blank, just go watch a free webinar. That's it. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a free webinar. All you do is go there, put your name and your email address in there. That's it. There's no obligation. Just go watch the, the, watch the free webinar and make a decision because I have not met somebody who's watched the free webinar at TridayTrading.com slash Monty and not followed through. Everybody who watches that webinar understands quickly that day trading is a prolific income stream and that there's nobody better. And I don't care if you're 13, 23, 53, 103. There has never been a better time to get in the market. Never been a better time. Thanks. And there's never been a better program or better people than the guys at Tri-Day Trading. Steve and the guys at Tri-Day Trading, I'm telling you, or excuse me, Ryan and the guys at Tri-Day Trading, local company based in Lehigh, really good dudes. Go make your $1,000 a day at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Let's get your thoughts in here. Uh, yes, I got all everybody asking me about this USA soccer story, and we can get into it at some point. USA Soccer is taking the U.S. flag off of their jersey and they are putting the equality flag on their jersey. They are putting the pride flag on their jersey. And I say amen to that because it's in Qatar where women and, and the LGBTQ community do not exist. And I say more power to them. So Kurt, I appreciate you bringing that up. He also says good morning. Mike Chase says good morning. Teddy Wayman says good morning. Cody Strickland says good morning. Neville 93 says good morning. <laughs> Neville says, I was watching the game last night. I was kind of disappointed the way they were playing. Well, I was disappointed yeah, as well. I think so. Cody Strickland says, uh, gotta say Clarkson was struggling. I hope he gets a blow, uh, a blowout game on Friday. Well, I hope he gets a blow before the game on Friday. Gumby Delicious says, Hey guys. Hey, hey, hey guys. Hey Gumby. Hey guys. Hey Gumby. Hey guys. Uh, you know. Hey guys. Hey buddy. Hey guys. Salty Drunk says, Morning guys, have a great show. Hey guys. Okay, that scares me. Red Heart Norvis. Good morning, guys. Uh, this loss is still a good loss. Game was competitive and shots just didn't fall in the end. <coughs> in fact, they haven't had a blowout loss yet. I know Danny Ainge is smiling. I'm sure he is. Yeah, but okay. You could tell yourself that story. But to say that they lost because shots didn't fall is garbage. That is not why they lost garbage. this game. You lost this game because you didn't make adjustments. That's why you lost the game. Not because you shot 5% from the field. Okay? So let's just make sure we're on the I same I think you lost this that. game because you don't have an alpha, yeah. a dominant player on offense. Yeah. That's why I think you lost the game. Gage Carter. Hey, hey, guys. Good morning. <laughs> good morning, guys. Hey, buddy. Uh, he says, Jazz seemed to really be cold right now. Hey, I guys. would agree with that. I think there is something, too, that the ball's not going in the hole. I mean, they're not shooting well at all. There's no doubt about it. If I look at the box last night, would they shoot probably 32.6%, 14 of 43. I love the fact that they're over 43s. Yeah. But again, you had the formula to win the game, but you only had 29 assists. 
And again, I will just say that if you're if the Jazz are going to win, they have to have 30 or more assists. Hey, you got to move the ball, bro. It's a minimum number. And I don't care about that you out-rebounded them. I don't care that um, you know you probably out-defended them. I don't care that you, you – know, th- there's a lot of things that just don't matter. You had more free throws than they had. It doesn't matter because you didn't move the basketball. You didn't do what you need to do as a Utah Jazz to win this game. Fucking A. I think it's that simple. Uh, let's see. Um, Kanai Johnson says, top of the morning. Hey, guys. Tom says, morning, fellas. Hey, guys. Boyd Lake says, yo, bros. Hey, guys. Hey, bro. Hey, guys. Hey, bro. Hey, guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy Yu <laughs> says, think of the big picture. Can this team win versus the Grizzlies, Nuggets, or Clippers in a series? They can't. Yeah. They're a 7-8-9 team. I will just stick with that all season long, and I'll probably be wrong. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Jazz are over. Fourth quarter is nothing but hero ball. There was a lot of hero ball last night. Yep. I would agree with that. Yep. Uh, Cody Strickland says, who's in panic mode right now? All three losses were winnable. I'm not worried. A lot of Jazz fans are in panic mode. Absolutely, a lot of Jazz fans are in panic mode. Salty Drunk says, I'm waiting for the I told you so from Jake. Get over with, Get it over with, Jake. Yeah, well, I fed you the sandwich already, so I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, cold cheese sandwiches yeah. are amazing. By the way, are you proud of me? I actually meal prepped last night. Yeah, great job, dude. Very good job. Yes. Came prepared today. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey. Yeah. I made, uh, I made real... Dude, is there anything hey better... Is there anything better than the taco seasoning from Barbecue Pit Stop? I want it. On turkey meat. Kinders. Dude, I'm telling you now. So good. And, and I know that they... I, I talk about barbecue pit stop every day on this show, but I'm telling you, I meal prepped last night and that taco seasoning, 90, uh, 93.7 turkey meat. I think it is. I could be wrong. But ground turkey with the taco seasoning that you get at barbecue pit stop. Yeah. Forget it. And I, I'm also here to tell you, you season that, that ground turkey the right way and put it on non bread. It yes, makes yes, kind yes. of a little taco. Yeah. You know that non-bread you get at Costco? You All you need is the non-bread, the turkey meat, and the the Kinder's taco seasoning from Barbecue Pit Stop. Yeah. Man, that is such a good little 830 snack. I was yes. meal prepping. I, I was got tied up watching the jazz game, so I think it, at halftime it was like what whatever time it was, 8, 830. Yeah. I started prepping my making the turkey meat. Right. Oh, my God. It was so good. I'm telling you, uh, get online right now. Chat with the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Do Find it. any of their five locations from uh, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George, and our good friends right here in Salt Lake City and Murray right across from the mall. Um, that's where I got my Traeger Ironwood 885. We got our yeah. uh, Ironwood 885 with the guys in, in Murray. Show. That's exactly right. There are two yeah. O's in Monty's right. Um So, yeah, check them out online, barbecuepitstop.com. Ask them for their best taco seasoning. Kinder is undefeated. I'm telling you right now, the Kinder barbecue uh, or the Kinder uh, taco seasoning, geez, low weed. I should own stock in Kinder seasoning. You should, dude. You should. Dude. Yeah, you should 100%. Dude. Brandon Whiteside, who said this on Twitter yesterday, he said, back to the business of tanking, not worth 9-10 seed. We are better off tanking. Yeah, I'm not here for that. You're actually not better yeah. off tanking. You're not. Uh, the foul calls were bad. The officials had no impact on go. the outcome Why can't, of the game. Okay, okay. Why can't I mean, we just say they're not tanking and officiating had nothing to do with it? Why can't we just say, hey, 
the Knicks were better than you last night. You didn't make adjustments. You kept Laurie out of the game too long. You didn't really get Laurie good looks from the floor last night. Like, it was not... You just didn't execute well last night. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying this that. This is not an issue with the officials. And yeah. I saw, again... It's such a cop-out, dude. I We have a little community of Jazz fans who just tweet anger and frustration about the team at me. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, it's not the officials are not the problem. They're not the issue. Mike Conley cre creating situations where he puts himself in a stupid place where you're always going to get called for that foul from behind. I try to stay calm and not curse. You can't reach from behind a guy and miss the basketball and think they're not going to blow the whistle. You cannot consistently be running after a guy. There was one, I can't remember who it was. I want to say Fontecchio. I can't remember who it was. Jalen Brunson's running down the floor and a jazz man is chasing him. And so he stopped and guess what they did? They blew the whistle because he ran into him. The, wa the Walker Kessler illegal screen was absolutely an illegal screen. Yeah. Like, it's not the officials didn't cost you. you the officials didn't cost you. Uh, Brett Robbins says, Monty getting twisted with that T he just cracked. Could be. It's not T, actually. It's actually um, Rockstar Recovery. And I'm telling you right now, it's amazing. You're not going to be able to see the label that's right here, but... Uh, 25 calories. And the best part about this whole thing, um, is that there are only two, uh, servings of sugar or two grams of sugar in the entire can. That's cute. I remember when I had my first beer. I drink it. Uh, good morning, Brett. Good to see you. Tom says, Brett, how can you drink all day if you don't start in the morning? Well, <laughs> <laughs> cheers up MF. Yeah. Hey, y'all got to catch up. I'm already uh, through my first 20 ounces. You're the carbonation guy, though. I'm not. Uh, Salty Drunk says, it's my imagination, but it seems there are more threes getting jacked up than ever. Well, welcome to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, they're they're shooting about the same amount of threes as last year's team did. I mean, you're 43 last night, you know, like, you know, like they, they, they need to. I, I think this roster needs to, you know, take at least 43s a game. And obviously, it's a it's a make or miss league. So if you can make 17 to, eight, 17 to 20 of those, you're probably going to win. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still, I know everybody's panicked, but there are only four teams with double-digit wins, and the Jazz are one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know. Got to come back to earth a little bit, that's yeah, all. I, I don't know why this is, yeah. I, I just, yeah. By the way, did you see Chaboy last night? Chaboy. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, probably Kevin Durant. No, Luca, Your favorite player, Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. <sighs> I heard, I, there was an argument on... There's a god-awful show that we happen to run into all the time on CBS Sports. <laughs> they were arguing over Doncic or Don Cheech. Just take a dice and AC, okay? Just relax. And it's, this, it's one of those radio shows that's on TV. And so they always put their producer, the guy behind the glass. Oh, the, the button pusher. <clears throat> they always put him on the air and he's like, it's Don, Don Cheech. What the fuck are you, Ranger Rick? And the girl is like, Don Sitch. And the guy's like, it's, no, it's Don Cheech. Uh... No, it's not. No, it's, it's Luka Doncic. Not that hard. And actually, I think the proper pronunciation, I got chastised for this way back in the day. It's Doncic. <laughs> okay, now it's Doncic? That's the proper pronunciation. Gonzaga. Exactly. Come on. It's exactly. Luka Doncic. Gonzaga. Uh, yeah, it could be. Uh, our, our guy, Matt Cordero, says Danny Ainge slipping them some cash and showing them Wembemiana highlights. <laughs> okay, look. Look. 
Laurie, I want to bring in VW. Let me, because here, it's all part of the plan. Here, here's an envelope from, you know, the Reggie Bush days at USC. <clears throat> Why don't we sit together and watch some VW highlights? That would be unbelievable. By the way, by the way, if you guys are not, I am so excited. I, this is going to be a crazy statement. If you're driving, put your hands at 10 and 2. Okay. I am so excited for the G League to start. Yeah. With what the, and when I say start, for the Stars to play their first games here at Maverick Center. Yeah. Which is Monday and Tuesday. To be able to see Agbaji and to be able to see, you know, Frank Jackson and to be able to see the young guys come down here and play games. Yes. I'm stoked about that. Yeah. I am really looking forward to Super seeing. Super cheap to go to G League games, just saying. I think it's 14 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also really excited to see James Wiseman come in here Monday and Tuesday. I'm excited to see next week after Thanksgiving, Scoot Henderson's coming in. He's going to be on the show. Like, How about that? Yeah, dude. I am stoked. I am really excited. I am really excited about that. You should be. Yeah, it, it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Provo Cougar fan says the Cougar flu has migrated north to the Jazz. Yeah, well. Let's hope not. Uh, Mike Maples, my guy, what's up? No, Mike. Mike, actually, you're banned from the show for life. Did you see? Get the fuck out! Did you see what he did? What? Mike Maples has the audacity. The audacity, A, to go to Sizzler and not invite me. And she took offense. Like, what is that about? Number two, he puts a picture of flats. And it's like, oh, only flats available. It says no one's going to disrespect me. Which, of course, of course, triggered the response from Greg Hawkins. Well, hey, let's get you some blue cheese for those flats. Catch me outside. How about that? Mike? Mike, you're really, you're pushing your luck now. You start this stuff and it is, it's a roller coaster ride. Donnie. And it's incredible that you would put a picture of flat as a man. That you would put a picture of flats on Twitter is... Donnie, you're out of your element. I should stop. Uh, which fan base gets more emotionally crazy, Maple says. Jazz fans, Ute fan, Cougar fan, or those damn disgusting Cowboy fans? <laughs> is there a... What's the worst fan base to deal with? The Knicks. No, I don't think so. Yeah. No, I think it's Patriot fans. Because Patriot, Patriot fans... New England Patriot fans are detestable. I mean, absolutely... What about Bill's Mafia, though? Those yeah, guys are but just they have brain damage from jumping off of those RVs on the tables and stuff. Wow. What a stupid I mean, son of a bitch. They are. They are, Grandpa. I mean, they just are, <laughs> Grandpa. you know. But it, it, listen, I think there are a lot of bad fan bases in sports. None of them are LA fans because, well, frankly, they're just not engaged. Um, I think the best, what's the best fan base in sports? It's got to be the San Francisco Giants. They are there. Um, I think the I think the hmm. Giants have to be there. I think Wrigley's always sold out, even when they suck. Yeah, so but like it's I, a tourist attraction, and I'm a diehard Cub fan, but I even buy into that. Um, you know, I think baseball wise, I think it's got to be the Giants or the Yankees. I think in the NFL, there's a lot of really good fan bases. If I had to like point my finger at one of the most passionate fan bases, and like really smart, good football fans, I think it's got to be the Vikings. I think the Minnesota Skull. Vikings. I'm telling you, the Vikings have really good fans. I And, and I could be wrong about that, but, you know, I think... Uh, what about RSL? Uh, you mean Real? Not real. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, oh, God. 
Boyd Lake says I'm a Patriot dude, fan. Come two on, for two. Dude, come on, dude. How are you like, a Patriot fan? See, you're then you're a fan of two of the you're part of oh, two yeah, of the worst he's, fan he's bases. He's one of those guys. He's yeah. an Astros fan. Yeah. Which the there is no worse baseball fan than Houston Astros. That guy's definitely we, a we didn't cheat. We didn't cheat. They were frustrated. That's why they were hitting the garbage can. Or I love it, and they're like, well, hey, did you see that Altuve had that little buzzer on his <coughs> chest under his jersey? <coughs> well, I mean, he still has to hit the baseball. Really? <laughs> well, did you see that they had technology all over the ballpark? Like they put in like super high-power cameras to steal signs? They still got to barrel up. <coughs> Astro fans are disgusting. Yeah. Like, I am not a fan of the Yeah, Astros. I mean, you can't even talk to them. You know. Boyd, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Maple says, throw in blue cheese fans. They're the worst. I don't well, disagree with that. You know, uh, Teddy Wayman says, uh, I'm a diehard Patriots fan, and we ain't half as bad as those Cowboy fans. Well, Cowboy fans are just. I, I mean, what do you say about they're, what you say is they put too much salt on their breakfast sandwich, right? They're the they're the fan base that thinks they're winning the Super Bowl every year. They do. And they can't even leave the parking they lot, do. dude. They do. They do. Uh, Tanner says, RSL has awesome fans. Hey, hey, guys, let's get on the front runner and head up to head up to uh, Rio Tinto that's not called that anymore. But by, by the way, don't forget to put on your Claret and Cobalt. Hey, guys. Like a Claret and Cobalt. Hey, guys. And put it on frame between the pipes. Anyway. RSL wow, fans. Dave. Yeah. Wow. No. Tanner, you had no. that coming. Sorry, buddy. No, I'm not doing it. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Uh, Commanders fans think they're Super Bowl bound every year. They don't. They don't. They don't. They, they don't. That's a lie. Uh, Mike Maple says, ouch, banned for life. I didn't say, uh, I did say you'd be outraged. He did. Well, he actually said, Monty will be outraged. Yes, I, I, and I was. But I, you, know I was. What you're, you know what you're doing because you're posting pictures of flats and blue cheese. Come on, dude. It's really despicable. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, it is what it's it ridiculous. is. It's um, ridiculous. Let's see. Tanner Plummer says, guys, 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 the BYU fan base is terrible. They act like BYU is the only team that's hey ever had to deal with adversity. Hey, guys. BYU and Utah fans are not fun to deal no. with. When either one of those teams is losing, and Ute fan is just angry and pissed off all the time because they're not BYU. But if Utah was BYU, Utah fan would be even worse than they are because they're Listen, not BYU. At least BYU fans show out when they lose. I would, I would agree with just that. Just saying. I would agree with that. Um, Kurt Meyer says, uh, hey, Jake, aren't you missing a Tanner drop? Kurt? No. Kurt? That's not Tanner's drop anymore. No. Tanner, I'm defending your honor here. We're trying. I, we're, we are trying. And no. I'd like you to recognize that I could play this drop, but I'm not going to play this drop. No. I mean, Tanner has asked us never to play this drop again. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. So, I mean, we would never play that yeah, drop. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't do it. I mean, it's just not, it's yeah, not mean, in the show's DNA anymore. You know. You know. Yeah, you know. Uh, Boyd Lake says, yes, Cowboy fans think they're winning the Super Bowl every year. It's hilarious to watch yes, yes, yes. the yearly realization when it's obvious they stink at about week <laughs> five. <coughs> yes, yes, let's pay Dak. Let's oh. pay Dak hundreds of millions of dollars and then be in denial that Dak's not that guy. Come on. Not that guy, pal. Come on, dude. Um, by the way. Yeah. I want to get back to NBA right. uh, because I think on the biggest stories in sports presented by Quick Quack Car Wash, every morning, you know, we we always have the biggest stories. You know when something big goes down in the world of sports, your boys, your boys, 
Uh, have you covered uh, thanks to our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash? Uh, and again, I can only tell you that I love Quick Quack. The reason we went to them and built a relationship with them is because we're Quick Quack customers. Yeah. And I go to the one in the district in South Jordan. They are currently having a great deal where their top tier car wash is free. Make sure you get to the Quick Quack Car Wash all over the state, really. And if you're in Phoenix or if you're in Utah, like Quick Quack is everywhere. Get the wash pass. It saves you a ton of money. You can go a thousand times a day if you want. Um, the people are friendly. It's quick and easy to get through. Even when there's a line, and this is the best part. Again, we drove to Mammoth last week. Audi, my guy Klaus, was just destroyed, right? The Audi was dirty as hell. Got back. Yes, there was a line at Quick Quack Car Wash, and we were still in and out of there in like seven minutes. Yeah. And then the vacuum with that extra handle was amazing. Quick Quack Car Wash brings you the biggest stories in sports on The Monty Show. Make sure you tell them you heard about Quick Quack Car Wash at The Monty Show. Um, did you see the Clipper uh, Mavs game last night, which is why I brought up Luka Doncic? I think, in my opinion, he has elevated himself to the best scorer in the NBA. Uh-huh. And I don't think he's the best player. I think that's Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. I think Luka Doncic has put himself in the conversation as the best scorer. I think there's only a couple of guys. Durant, Steph Curry, and now Luka's in that conversation. Right. But that shot he hit last night, and the best part about it was, A, he beat the Clippers because I hate the Clippers. And Luke Kennard started for the Clippers and played three minutes. <laughs> You're oh, casual. No points. That was really quality. Um, <laughs> Thanks so much. But... John Wall played 26 minutes last night, 17 four points, four dimes, six boards. I'm telling you, he's he he is a big impact guy for them. Yeah. And they are being really smart managing him. And they're keeping him healthy for the second half in the playoffs. And I, I'm telling you, the Clippers are dangerous. I hate saying it. Yep. But I don't know uh, exactly what Kevin Durant was doing last night. It wasn't, it didn't involve playing basketball. He took one three-pointer last night, <clears throat> scored 27 points, and they gave up 153. It's embarrassing, dude. It's Brooklyn, absolutely embarrassing. You guys, the Brooklyn Nets gave up 153 points to the Sacramento no. So, again, I'm just going to ask, and, and I would love to see it in the comment section, who's the best team in the NBA right now? Yeah, I don't think there is a best team in the NBA. I, I don't. I, I think the NBA is very up and down right now. I think, you know, like you were saying earlier, like there's a handful of double-digit win teams, and then you've got the rest of everybody else. And I think, you know, you're getting like 153 points is kind of ridiculous. Like, I, I don't know how you gave up that many points. And, and that's the kind of thing that's happening in the league a lot right now. You're getting Joel going for 60 randomly. You're getting... The Nets giving up 153, like you're like just these oddball occurrences that happen in the league from time to time. I don't think it's an oddball occurrence. I think the offense in this league, because of some officiating, I think there's a lot of whistles being blown. Like Kevin Durant's 11-11 from the free throw line last night for 27 points. I mean, that's not by accident. You can see the change. I and I don't. You watch as much as I do. Yeah. I think I see a change in guys, star players getting to the free throw line and getting a lot more whistles. I, I think the way that they've changed the game to the way they're officiating now, and I think taking out the, you know, obviously making the take foul and and, and the ball, 
making a really heavy penalty and taking liked, that out. Which I, I, I liked a lot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it was the right thing to do. Yeah. But I think the way they're calling the game now really puts the ball in the hands of the superstar. And I think you're seeing a lot more guys get to the line. And, and again, the free throw game for the Jazz are a perfect example of this. When you don't have somebody that is intentional about getting fouled, you're not shooting a whole lot of free throws and you're missing too many free throws. Mm -hmm. Like the Jazz are shooting 60, 70% from the line some nights. That's not going to be good enough. You look at guys like Kevin Durant and Katie's getting the line and he's shooting a ton of free throws last night. Yep. I look at Donovan Mitchell shooting a ton of free throws. By the way, they have a huge game. Uh, with Milwaukee tonight, um, and he is still a game time decision with that ankle. With the so, box, yeah, uh, yeah, with Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Sorry, okay, sorry, stripping. My bad. Can you try to keep up? <laughs> that would be great. We're going to talk about Giselle's new. Uh, just let's just her, Giselle's bunched in. Do, we're going to talk about what's what's going on, and well, no, I can't say that. It's you know, uh, um, okay, football 50 is coming up. No, I'm not saying that. I, you are not, you are not gonna bait You are not gonna bait me into that. It's not gonna happen. No, it is not. It is gonna happen. Say it is. No, it's not. No, it's, and look what you did now. You said that, and there are bots in the chat now all of a sudden. There are all of a sudden bots in the chat. That was are funny. you are you happy? That was funny, dude. Are are you are you happy with yourself? Yes, I hope you're that, happy. That was funny. I'm I'm actually impressed. The bot showed yeah, up. Yeah, that was funny. Like right on time. Football at fifty in five and a half minutes on the Monty show. But I will say, yeah. I think if I had to if I had to guess, I, I and see I would agree with Jesus Christ destroys Marxism, whose new name is JC because I'm not reading that every time. Uh, Boston's pretty tough. I think Boston is pretty tough. Yeah, and, and I think, I don't want to skip over that point you're making about officiating. Like, I, I do think that the league has obviously had an emphasis on getting star players to the line and getting, yes. and getting, no doubt about it, you know, getting the star player to have those bigger games. Like, I, I again, I look at the Joel game, and Joel Embiid knows damn well that, you know, he's, He's got to abuse the foul line to get to, to, to win that game for his team. He knows he needs to stop the clock and shoot a high percentage from the free throw line. And there's nothing wrong with that. And and I still maintain that the way you win games in the league right now is through ball movement. It's no longer just like, you know, the one-on-one -on -one matchup, you know, like you can, you can win that way as Joel Embiid showed us, but I think championship caliber basketball now more than it's ever been is, is trending towards like team basketball, moving the fine but you can't have like the majority of the time your guy just playing one-on-one -on -one ball and and I think that that's what you're seeing in Brooklyn's offense now that's what you're seeing in 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 Philly a good portion of the game obviously they they rode him they rode Joel for for the last probably 20 minutes of that game you know they just deferred to him on offense and he did his thing but when I look at Golden State I look at those LeBron led Cavalier teams I you know like you look at the great teams of the last decade, and it's been ball movement that's won them championships. So, it, it I just think if like if you're the Utah Jazz, you got to know that you you, you got to get Laurie the ball more because he's your guy. Like you yeah, got to no feed doubt. him more. No doubt about it. I and I, th I think you need to. I think you have to figure out if you have a number one on this roster. And the other thing that I I I wonder is how much topside does Colin Sexton have? 
Oh, he's got a good bit, I think. Because I think, I think yeah. you're starting to get into if you can't figure this out offensively, I think you you have to I think Mike Conley has to start. There is no question about that. I think Mike's a really important calming, you know, force on this team. But if he's not gonna hit threes late, I don't care who starts, Colin Sexton has to finish. Yeah, exactly. And I think can you play Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson together and expect efficiency? Probably not. Probably not. And is Colin Sexton a guy that you can put on the ball every trip? No. Probably not. Is Jordan Clarkson that guy? Yeah, I think he can bring it up. But Jordan's got to be willing to trigger the offense. I mean, he's got to be the guy that brings the ball up and kicks it out. He's got to be a guy that brings it up and hands it off to, to Laurie. He's got to be a guy that brings it up and plays pick and roll with, with Vando. Like he's, yep. he's Jordan's got to be willing to do something other than run the fast break and shoot three-pointers. Yeah. So... I think, the, and we talked rotations yesterday. I I think that's a very a very interesting one. Uh, Brett Robbins says, "Do you guys think the Jazz can get Kyrie?" I think you know the answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, Tanner says, "Yeah, there's no best team in the N NBA." Honestly, uh, I like the parody. Of course, the NBA fans are going to cry and scream. The NBA is terrible this year. I I don't think anybody's saying that. I really don't. I think the NBA has been wildly entertaining. This well, and year. I think the NBA is as wide open as it's ever been because LeBron's not good right now. You if know? you and if you didn't enjoy. John Morant last night, you should stop watching basketball games yeah. because he's a, a joy to watch. All gas, no break. He is pure entertainment. They lost a game. But John Morant is one of the most enjoyable superstars in this league. If you don't enjoy what Giannis is doing right now, even though you hate him, if you don't enjoy what Luka Doncic is doing right now, I think you're just not a basketball fan. Yeah. And it, the beautiful part about the NBA is that there are great performances every single night. If you didn't... And I know it's against the Jazz, but if you don't enjoy watching a guy like Jalen Brunson, if you don't enjoy listening to Mike Breen, I, I have the great fortune of being a, a DirecTV customer. We, we, we. We. There's we. two O's Thank in you. DirecTV. Yeah. Anyway, the point is, if you don't enjoy Mike Breen calling Knicks games, you're broken. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot to love about this league right now. And I, I'm telling you. And, Teddy, I kind of agree with you. Giannis is the best player in the league, in my opinion. I think he's right there. I don't know that there is a singular best player in the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. I do kind of believe that there's a group. I think Ja could be in that conversation, even though I, th I don't think he is that guy. But Luke has got to be there. KD, Steph, Giannis. Absolutely, Giannis has to be there. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that that, I, what I will say is I think that pool of guy is shrinking. It is. I, cause LeBron's not there anymore. I just think he's not that guy that can carry a team anymore. And when you see him out of the lineup and you see a guy like Anthony Davis blossom when LeBron's out of the lineup, it kind of makes you wonder like, Hey, is it true that LeBron's really difficult to play with? Well, yeah, I think we all know it's, it, he's There's definitely some of that. He's really difficult to play with, but I think we all know at 10 of the hour, every hour, it's nothing but football on football at 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's pizza. Uh, vibe with me. Yo. Yeah. yeah. Let's do, come on, man. <laughs> do the bite. You Anyway, I'll never do that again until next hour. Uh, football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour. The biggest stories in the football world presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you download the app. It is by far the best way to get Papa Murphy's Pizza. And you know, tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, you have Utah Grizzlies hockey. That means pizza moves to Saturday after snowboarding. Yeah. Uh, no. 
I think pizza is a Thursday night football thing, and this is the best part about pizza. Pizza is an everyday thing. Yep. Family home evening, let's get some Papa Murphy's pizza. Pop don't, it on the smoker. Don't forget the take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough either, man. And the s'mores are good too. Yeah. I'm telling you though. Get, get the hog heaven pizza. Get the hog heaven. Make sure you get them take and bake chocolate chip cookies too. Family home evening, absolutely. Uh, jazz basketball on Tuesday, yes. Uh, you know, whatever your flavor of the week is, there is not a bad day to have Papa Murphy's pizza. Order it in the Papa Murphy's app. Make sure you download the app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. Don't forget uh, BYU offensive lineman Harris Lachance joins us coming up in about 90 minutes at 8.30. Wait until I missed it on the coaches show where he talked about the fact that BYU, he got back from his mission and they gave him a, a Home Depot sized bucket of protein, a mass builder. And he said one of the best moments of his life was getting to the last scoop of that bucket. Yeah. How do you get to the last scoop of a Home Depot-sized bucket of protein? Two scoops a day every day. No, you're like eight scoops a day, I guarantee. I'm going to ask him that. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. Uh, Harris Lachance joins the show coming up at 8.30, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Don't forget BYU and Utah Tech. Coming up, uh, Senior Day, 1.30 on ESPN3. But everybody wants to talk about Giselle, right? Yeah, Giselle's bunched in. Uh, Jizzy's got a new dude. Uh, supposedly, we don't know for sure. Here's how it started. Here's how it's going. First of all, she's unbelievable. She is. If, if you're not down with Jizzy's bunched in, I don't yeah. know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Did yeah. You, like, I mean, you, there's no way around it. Like, I mean, you, I mean, come on. Dude, she's a smoke show. Stack. But she's already on to life with another dude. So Which much tells so. tells you what. He's already hanging with the kids in Costa Rica. But notice it's not just one. No, this is what I can't believe. She's, so this is her like jujitsu trainer guy, right? They're brothers and they own the company together and both of them are hanging out. Okay, what are you trying to say, dude? What I'm trying to say is she's being adventurous. She's been working on this since before the divorce was official with Tommy. Well, you know she's down in the Rica. Come on, uh, dude. She spends a ton of Come time on. in the Rica. She's got the kids down there. And look, she says, hey, this is not a relationship. It's just my bro that teaches me right. self-defense and jujitsu. Right. And she puts a D-bar on him like you can't even a submission. I'm sorry, I thought you said a D-bar. Right, the submission that happens in that home. Right, you know, right, yeah. I mean, the, the, they were practicing jiu-jitsu in, you know, in, in her room and, you know, whatever. I believe the move is actually called the Jizzy Special. Right. Jizzy Bunchton. You got, you got Bunchton. We get it. We get it. What what happened? Oh, I got Bunchton. Yeah, we get it. Um, Come on, man. I is this what we do to women, though? In, in all honesty, if Tommy showed up with like a 25-year-old smoke show, we'd be like, that's my guy. Jizzy shows up with a new dude or seven, and we're like, oh, so that's who you are, you Jezebel. That's who we are as men. Yeah, maybe. I don't like the fact that she's Not she has been working on this since before the divorces. Do you think they're dating? Because yes. Yes. sources told Page Six. Sources close to the situation. Sources told Page Six that it's not a relationship. Yeah, okay. 
But you oh, can't tell me that okay. he's not putting his gi on her. Yeah. Okay, Come on dude. now. We that, get, bro, hey, a, hey, 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 hey. Listen, listen. Bro, we get it. You're a black belt. We understand. Yeah, okay, he's putting his black you. belt around thank her waist. You. I, I don't you. know. My opinion is that they're probably not dating. Come on. She's in the Rika. She's hanging out. So is he, quite literally. <laughs> and I'm just feeling like, I don't know. Come on. Dude, I, okay, here's my problem. Dude, but you you got to give her credit for the crop top. Oh, yeah, she looks good, dude. She looks she looks super good. She looks in shape yeah. is what she looks like. What's your problem? Yeah, my problem is is that you're you're running from it. What she's not doing is saying, yeah, we're dating, and this is my dude now. If yeah. that was the case, I'd have been like, damn, like, you're a baller. You just bought a new pad in Miami. Like, you got this guy now. Like, you're moving along with life. Like, that's cool. But what? that's not what's happening here. What she's doing is she's... She's putting herself in public intentionally. She's not stupid. She knows this will be seen. But, oh, it's not a relationship. Okay. Well, he's just hanging out with the kids, and, and you're rolling around with him at the jujitsu gym. Come on, guy. Hey, man. Come on, what happened, man. Come on. What happens? Giggity says Jizzy had the side piece. Yes. So you guys are convinced that she was engaged in uh, submission work with her jujitsu dude. Yeah, she was arm barring buddy. <laughs> Your favorite thing to do is to call it somebody buddy. <laughs> well. Like Jake and I share videos on Instagram where some dude gets jacked up on his bike or skateboard. You'd be like, oh man, buddy had a bad day. <laughs> I love it. All right. You guys are convinced that this is... Yes. Is she doing anything wrong, though? No. No. Come on. Eric and Raleigh says they're not dating. He's helping with their cardio. Yeah, I'm sure. Got to get the heart rate up a little bit, you know? Uh, Boyd says she's been doing jujitsu for over a year. His name is jujitsu? She's been do. Oh, no. The sport... Oh, I'm sorry. I, thought I got confused. Uh, it's what Brady referred to when he said, S is going down. I guess. I'm not making I that guess. joke. You know. Uh, there were some rear all the naked and probably some choke in their training. Yeah. Rear naked choke was real, dude. Wow. You guys are a bunch of sickos. What? You know what? No change in the college football playoff standings. I should probably take the picture of Jizzy off the yeah. screen. Um, <laughs> we'll have higher viewership if we don't take oh the picture. Oh, my God. College football playoff rankings out yesterday. No change in the top five. Georgia. Georgia. The Georgia Bulldogs. Kirby Smart. Uh, the Big Ten's most overrated history of, of awesomeness continues with Ohio State and Michigan the two and three. Ohio State. The Ohio State. Uh, TCU, damn frogs are fourth. And your boys. Rocky Top. The Volunteers. Tennessee is volunteering to be fifth. Um, do you like this? Do you, any question that that's still what's happening? Yeah, I mean, it's nah, I don't I don't respect Michigan. Michigan's gonna have to show me that they can compete with the highest talent in the, in the land. But you know, I mean, obviously they have the record to show it. So you know, obviously they have the record to stand on. So you know, to me, I think it. What's funny is you you look at the college football playoff and you don't see the Pac-12, right? But everyone's like, oh, the Pac-12 has all these teams in the top 25 and they're great, right? And I think that there's no better, you know, I don't know. No but they do. Yeah. They do have the most teams. The Pac-12 has the most teams 
in the college football playoff top 25. But, like, come on with Washington. Come on, dude. But dude, Washington just went to Autzen and yeah, beat Oregon. But, but what, like... Is it that not mean significant? As much. It doesn't mean as how many losses what? does Washington have? How many what? losses does Did Washington have? Did you just say have? it doesn't mean how as much? How many losses does Washington have? What the hell does that matter? You went to so Austin Stadium and what did they have? Team. Didn't they if have like a, a 32 win home, uh, Dude, uh, 32 if, game home bro, win streak or something? If you're a five loss team, what are you talking about? And you go about? and win that game, you should just be in the college football playoff top no, 25. No, nobody is saying that. But are you really telling me it doesn't mean? The significance of Washington going to Oregon is massive. Yes, I know it's a big win. I'm not saying it's not a big win. What I'm saying is there's no reason for them to be in the top here. 25, dude. Oh, stop. No reason. Stop no it. No reason. You really have an issue with them being in the top 25. Yes. What, what oh, justifies it? They're 17. They're 17. What justifies it is, is that they've, they've, DeBoer's doing a really good job. Oh my God, guy! They're they're I I don't I'm not saying that they're some amazing program, but they are eight and two. I'd remind you that their two losses are UCLA and Arizona State, mm -hmm. but they beat 23rd Oregon State. They beat uh, number six Oregon in back to back weeks. I mean, come on, losing 40 to 32 at UCLA is nothing to hang your head about. Hey, look, the U Arizona or the Arizona State loss, I don't understand that. They beat a ranked Michigan State team. I mean, they, that's a good football program at Washington. I can't believe you said that. I cannot believe you said that. I can't believe you're this fired up over Washington. Dude. Washington, because Washington belongs. There won't be Pac-12 teams in the college football playoffs. Yeah, Can but we they're, just get around that? But there are going to be Pop Murphy people in my belly, man. Papa Murphy's presents How to Change the Way You Pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's, change the way you pizza. Indeed, you should change the way you pizza. Make sure you use the promo code MATI25. Change the way you pizza by using the promo code MATI25. Uh, to order your favorite pizza, Papa Murphy's in the app. Download the app. It's super easy. I, I mean, it is. Anybody can use the Papa Murphy's app. Uh, enter the promo code at the end there when you check out. Save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. It pretty much saves you 9 10 bucks every time you order. Yep. Uh, at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And again, the best part about Papa Murphy's is you can order at 9 a.m. for a 5 o'clock pickup. And you walk in the door, the pizza and your take and bake chocolate chip cookie dough, which is the bomb, uh, is sitting there on the rack waiting for you. The rack. By the way, today is National uh, Fast Food Day. Yes, it is. National Fast Food Day. Yep. It's amazing. This show is presented by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, if you are in a wreck... Um, if you got hurt at work, yes, they do workman's comp. Uh, if you slip and fall on a broken sidewalk, if you get hit on your motorcycle, if you get into an accident because somebody was driving distracted, we almost got crushed yesterday by this idiot driving on the steering wheel with his phone. And he's like, it looks like he's texting <clears throat> with his hands on his steering wheel, holding his phone like this when he's mm -hmm. driving. We almost got hit by that dude. 
You got to go to the advocates, utahadvocates.com. There are never any consultation fees, never any retainers. You do not pay the advocates until they win your case. Chat with them online right now at utahadvocates.com. Hey, big reminder on the show for you. uh, Coming up on Saturday, we will be live in Ogden on Riverdale Road at the brand new Super Chicks for you. No, we are not going snowboarding Saturday. No, no, no. We're coming to hang out with you guys to give you free Super Chicks we always tell you, hey, man, it's National Fast Food Day. Yep. Best chicken sandwich in Utah. Hell Super yeah. Super chicks all day, dude. Super chicks. Yep. Best ranch dressing. Super chicks. Best French fries. Super chicks. Best shakes. Super chicks. Uh, I, it's Now, you're going to go with this avocado, bravocado it's bacon thing. It's called avocado. Guys, trust me. Go into Super Chicks. Get the deluxe. Get the... Get the French fries, and they are shoestring, but they're so good. And I don't generally like shoestring fries. Their fries are bomb. Get the fries. You only need the salt and pepper fries. Salt and pepper. But then you got to, while they're making your food, you go over and they have all these sauces that you can get. Now, I'm a ranch guy. Unlike Mike Maples. No, Mike is actually a a ranch guy. Unlike Greg Hawkins on this show, I'm a ranch guy. And again, I will tell you, I don't know what they put. It could be Colombian. I'm not sure. Whatever they put in the ranch dressing at Super Chicks, I actually have a large ranch dressing from Super Chicks in my fridge all the time. I like their ranch that much. (laughs) It's a disease. Uh, But my point is, their ranch is great. Get the Oreo shake. Not the peanut butter. I'm not I'm not humoring your games. Get the Oreo shake, the deluxe chicken sandwich, the shoestring fries, and the ranch dressing. Uh, by the way, you don't have to pay for it if you come and see us at uh, Super Chicks. The first 100 people eat free at Super Chicks Saturday on Riverdale Road in Ogden. Uh, come on up. It's a, about a 20-minute drive from the city. Absolutely worth your, uh, worth your time. Riverdale Road, Super Chicks, 10 to noon Saturday. We'll be doing a football preview show as we get you ready for the Utes. And the Oregon Ducks at Super Chicks in Ogden, Riverdale Road, this Saturday from 10 to noon, I believe. By the way, Mm -hmm. by the way, Mm -hmm. I should tell you, the Utes are still a three-point dog going to Autzen. To pick them. Are you surprised? I'm a little surprised it's not four. Four, four, four and a half, five. I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it, it is a tip of the cap to the Utes defense. Like, there's no way around that. I think the Utes defense is capable of some great things, and I think that's what the boys in Vegas expect. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. G- Jeff Johnson says, I wish everywhere there was ranch, also a blue cheese option. Stop. Okay, can you turn the drops back up, please? Stop. Why do why yeah. do we why do we Thank say you. these terrible things? Yeah, because because they you know look look G off. I understand <laughs> that that you know you're being honest, and I respect that. But you know, blue cheese just is not going to fly here. You know, it's just not. You Come on, man. You cannot. I I'm, especially crumble blue cheese. Like that stuff is gnarly. That's rotting cheese, dude. It's nar, bra. It's nar nar binks. I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I, listen, if you're a blue cheese guy, hey, more power to your rectum. But I am. Notice not, they don't have blue cheese dressing as a sauce, condiment at Super Chicks. Because nobody likes. Blue it's pretty straightforward. Let's be honest. It, it. If you're a blue cheese guy, I only have one question for you. Who hurt you? Like, who hurt you in your Oh, Like, at what point? Because I can only think that at some point somebody sat on your chest and force-fed you blue cheese, which is why you find it acceptable. And I'll drop that mother...
Because there's just no reason to ever have blue cheese in your I, life. I agree. I, 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 anyway, I've probably gone too far. Uh, Jeff, good to see you, my man. Appreciate you being here. Um, I agree, Brett Robbins. Blue cheese crumbles shouldn't exist. Yeah, 100% agreed. Blue cheese, Roquefort crumbles. Facts. Come on, that's cheese that's old because it molded. That's yeah, dude, the, it's gnarly, man. The You're eating molded food. No, it's nah, not. No, good, Jeff, dude. it's not yummy. Did you just say yummy? <laughs> you, well, you have hey, kids. You start talking shit. You have, you have kids, so yummy, I guess, is acceptable. Danny, do you like blue cheese? Yes, it's yummy. <laughs> There's something wrong with you. <clears throat> and, and Frank, you know. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, did you guys decide a time when you're doing the Super Chicks thing? I said, we... I think he literally just said what time. And we haven't wavered that it's 10 to noon. Yeah. And if it changes, we'll let you know. We'll let you know. Uh, Kurt Myers uh, goes back to the Giselle Bunchton and says, Jizzy is soaking. Well, you know. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Um, can we do? Let's do this Pac-12 thing real quick. Because yeah. you really annoyed me with this. Oh, God. Here we go. Like I'm being serious. Here we go. I, I, like... I, I, here's, I'm sorry if you're offended by that. The the top five in the college football playoff is is unchanged. Yep. But here's my question: How does the college football playoff impact TV deals? Because I'll go back to this graphic right, right, right up in here, where you have six Pac-12 schools in the top twenty-five of the college football playoff. How about that? And you're telling me that's not significant. I'm not saying it's not significant. I'm, I'm, I was talking about Washington. I just don't understand how the Huskies are in there. Like, you know. Yeah, neat. Like, there's no reason for them to be in there. So not. should Oregon State be in there? No, absolutely not. Okay. No, hell no. So should Ole Miss be in there? Uh, yes, because they're an SEC team. That could beat Washington and Oregon State. That, oh could my beat, God. that could beat Michigan. That could beat Penn State. God, if you could put Vince Lombardi on the phone, please. What am I supposed to say to Old Miss doesn't belong there? That's not what I said. Are you kidding me? That's not what I said. Well, or the, I said Old Miss should be there. Washington and Oregon State should not be there. And Old Miss should be there because they're an SEC team. Their wins are more quality than 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 the Pac-12, right? Their, their, their wins are more quality than Washington's. Washington has no business being in the playoff. Here are the wins for Old Miss. Troy. Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, Tulsa, Kentucky, number seven, Kentucky. Yep. Vanderbilt, mm -hmm. Auburn, mm -hmm. Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. So what's the quality win on that schedule? I, I would say that they have better wins than Washington has. Okay, let's debate. Here are Washington's wins. Kent State, Portland State. Number 11, Michigan State. Okay, Kentucky at number six is a better win than Michigan State. I think we would all agree with that. I'd even go as far as to say those cancel each other out. Those are equal. Okay. Stanford, mm -hmm. Arizona, Cal, number 23, Oregon State. Mm -hmm. That's a better win at this point in the season than any game on the schedule for Ole would Miss. Would you take Washington over Ole Miss? You're saying yes. that Washington's a better team than Ole Miss. Washington going to Eugene and beating Oregon is more of a, uh, is more of a feather in the cap than anything that Ole Miss has done. That would be Old Miss beating Alabama. Yeah, I guess. You the just, problem is, is Oregon's not even close to Alabama. You're a hater. Oregon's embarrassing. 
Oregon, Oregon got run out of the Oregon's building. Oregon's embarrassing. Dude, Oregon got run out of the building against Georgia. So let's I don't not disagree bring with Alabama that. and Georgia but into Georgia, the conversation. But Georgia, in my opinion, is by far the best team in the country. Right. My point is that when I look at this, when I look at this graphic, you want to make an argument about Oregon State. Okay, I'm here for that. Washington, UCLA, Oregon, Utah, and SC all belong there. Georgia, Tennessee, LSU, Alabama, and Old Miss all belong there. Right? I look at the ACC, North Carolina State doesn't belong there, in my opinion. I look at the Big Ten, and I say to myself, Penn State has no business in the top 25. No. I look at the American, UCF, and Cincinnati don't belong in the top 25. Yeah. There are teams that you can make this argument with. By the way, if you're anything less than the top 10 right now, you you shouldn't we shouldn't even be talking about you in all likelihood. Washington 17th. It's it's pretty irrelevant. Yeah. But all of this to say that our good friends in the Pac-12 are negotiating a TV deal. And I do think this matters. Mm-hmm. I think when you when you are the Pac-12 and you are thirsty as hell for a TV deal, and by all accounts, you're in the mid-20s on a TV deal per school per year. Mm-hmm. This matters, right? This absolutely matters. Yeah. Does this make the Pac-12 on par with the Big Ten? It doesn't. Does it make them on par with the SEC? Absolutely not. But I think I can make a pretty compelling argument that the, the, the Pac-12 is better than the ACC. Yeah, I mean, you can make cases. I, I think where it impacts TV deals very clearly, though, is that the Pac-12 has the ability to say, hey, yeah, we're going to be able to put games of consequence from our conference on your network, and you're going to get viewership, right? So you should pay us more per school for for rights. That's what I think it does. And I think, like, I, I, again, I, regardless of my opinion, like, that, those are the rankings, and they do have six. And I think that it's really interesting that, that you're you're having a great year when all this realignment's happening, right? It's funny how realignment in the concept of your conference dissolving might motivate some people to play some better football. So that's why I say I I, I just look at these teams and and in my opinion, college the college football playoff in the AP are completely flawed and it's one of the worst systems in sports, right? Like we can all agree on that. Like there's no need for top twenty five. There should be top five, and that's it, right? And everyone else, sorry, you're out to pasture. We're not. We don't need to talk to you. But I also think that the Big Ten's a fraud. I, I don't. I am not a believer in the Ohio State. No, wait, the Ohio State. <laughs> like I'm not a because you got to put Brigham. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> the point is, I'm not a believer in Ohio State, and I'm not a believer in 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 Michigan. But the Big Ten, and the Pac-12 are are opposites, right? Where like the Pac-12 is terrible at business, and they're better at football, and the Big Ten is is not nearly as good at football, but way better at business. Right? I look at I look at this graphic right here. Mm-hmm. By the way, San Diego State saying, "What did the five San Diego State fingers say to Stanford's face last night?" Slap. Yeah, in basketball, which I'm not here for today. You're, wow. He, hey, uh, San Diego State, he's not here for you today, man. <coughs> if you look at this right here, these the, the three teams that are in the college football playoff from the Big Ten, yeah, I think I could make a pretty compelling argument that you, none of them should be there. 
Right. None of them should be there. By the way, breaking news uh, out of uh, Virginia. This situation with Virginia Cavaliers is crazy. Um, The Virginia Athletic Day, if you don't know the situation, three Virginia football players were murdered. One other was wounded with uh, another student as a former Virginia football player. Um, Apparently went to an event, got off a bus, pulled out a gun and shot them to death. Over the weekend. He'll be in court today, by the way. The Virginia Athletic Department announced that today, the Cavalier home game versus Coastal Carolina scheduled for Saturday has been canceled. Hmm. Uh, They will not play the game. And there's been a lot of questions about whether or not they they will or will not play that game. I mean, it's proper. I think it's proper. Yeah, absolutely. They will not play that game. Yeah. Um, But if you look at this graphic right here, I think I can make a pretty compelling argument that Ohio, what has Ohio State accomplished? Yeah, I think Ohio State gets an auto bid not nine years out of ten. But Jake, they beat Toledo. I know they haven't beat anybody. They haven't. Like I'm serious. Here's here's yeah. their here are their ten wins. Yeah. Notre Dame, Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisco, Rutgers, Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Northwestern, and Indiana. <clears throat> you haven't beat anybody. I understand. That the Notre Dame win is a good win. It's Notre Dame. I think people rubber stamp that. I don't think anybody remembers. I understand you think that's a good win. Find me the other good win here. Because I'm here to tell you that Penn State is not a quality win. And if you look, Penn State lost to Michigan and Ohio State. The two, easily the two best teams they've faced. Yeah. Purdue, here's Penn State's wins. Purdue, Ohio, Auburn, Central Michigan, Northwestern. Minnesota, Indiana, and Maryland. <laughs> how is that at all? How are they in the, the top 25? Yeah. When you lose to the only two quality opponents you play. And then I just go back and I point at Michigan. Oh, but Monty, it's like the Pac-12. The Big Ten feasts on each other. There's Well, when there's no meat on the bone, are you really feasting on each other? Nope. Colorado, here's Michigan's wins. No, I, mind you, number three, Michigan. Colorado State, Hawaii, UConn. They beat UConn 59 to nothing. <laughs> Maryland, Iowa, Indiana, Penn State, Michigan State, Rutgers, Nebraska. That's no, that's it. They're, you were you waiting for me to. <laughs> this is what I mean, dude. Tell me again. And I grew up in Chicago. Yeah. And I am a Notre Dame fan. So tell me again how there's any quality in the Big Ten right now. Is Ohio State 10 and 0? Yes. Do they belong to be the number 2 team in the country? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I I look at I look at these rankings. What are you paying a hundo million per school per team for? But then I look at TCU and I say to myself, their wins are Colorado who's garbage, Tarleton, <laughs> SMU, <laughs> Oklahoma down year. Their quality win is Kansas. Oklahoma State, Kansas State, number 17, Kansas State. At West Virginia, Texas Tech, and they just beat number 18, Texas. They have not one or two or three or four, five wins over ranked opponents. Yeah. How are they not number two? Yeah. Make me the case that TCU is not more worthy of being number two than Ohio State. 
Yeah, like I like I think Ohio State just gets an auto bid every year out of the Big Ten. Like legit. I'm not even I'm not even joking. Like I like that to me feels like what what happens because they've always got far and away better talent than anybody in the Big Ten. But again, the Big Ten is is a one team league. And I think that the Big Ten is is really, really good at business. They are not that good at football, but they are really elite at great TV deals and marketing and making it feel big and like, you But know, isn't that what we always talk about? Yeah. And if you're a small business owner, please take my advice on this. If you tell them it's the case, it becomes the case. We're the best, like these idiots that are arguing over cookies. <laughs> We're the best cookie in Utah. Well, just keep telling people that and eventually it's true, <coughs> right? If, if you're in marketing like we are, we are the biggest and the best sports talk show in Utah. We've been saying that for five years. Have we been the biggest and the best talk show in Utah for five years? No. But for the last two years, have we had more listeners than anybody else? Yes. Are we the best show? Yeah, but only because I'm the best looking. So if we tell you that, that becomes true. Yes, now yes, you yes. think, because I said it, I'm the best looking sports talk show host in the state. It's That's true. Right, right? It's true. If you're, if you're Ohio State, hey, we're 10-0, and 0, we're the best team in the country. How we're not number one, I don't understand it. And all Ohio State does is the Ohio State. That's all they do. We're the best team in the country. We're the Ohio State. And so now all of a sudden, when they have, when Kyle Van Oy's on TV saying, uh, okay, hey, I'm Jimmy Smith. Uh, I went to Virginia. Uh, I'm Kyle Jones. I went to Florida. Kyle Van Oy. Brigham. <laughs> <laughs> now he's done it so much that I'm sitting here saying, well, it's Monty's show. Let's talk Brigham football. <clears throat> like, if you say it enough, it's true. Yeah. The Ohio State is 10-0. and 0. They're the number two team in the country. Alabama's a great example of this. Alabama's not one of the top 10 teams in the country right now, in my opinion. You can't win the way they've won and think you're one of the best teams in the country. You can't blow your feet off at just about every opportunity you get by missing sacks and dropping passes and blowing assignments and call yourself one of the top teams in the country. Mm. But it's flipping Alabama, and his name's Nick Saban for a reason. Yes. He's the greatest football coach in the history of college football because he said so. Yes. And there's a joke. Uh, one of our drops says, it is if I say it is. Yes. And that's exactly right. Yes. You're Nick Saban. You're the best coach in the history of college football. And that's why they're like whatever they are, seventh or whatever. It is if I say it is. You know, like, well, why is that? Because perception is reality in this business. Mm -hmm. And I think we have this conversation about the beloved all the time. Yeah. Notre Dame has no business in any way, shape, or form, and they're not this year, of being ranked in the top 25. Should they really have been on the field with Alabama all those years ago? Shouldn't, I don't know what you're talking about, all right? Shouldn't Manti have been looking for his girlfriend at that point instead of playing football? If we're, Catch me outside. How about that? That's probably a little too much. But my point is, <laughs> as a bitter Notre Dame fan, I can even tell you they're not one of the best teams in the country. No, they're not. They're not. They should be way better than they are. As a nonpartisan fan, BYU's not better than Utah. Should Utah be ranked higher than they are? Yes. Have they earned that right? No. And you know why? To bring this back full circle? Because Larry Scott's a dick, and they have a terrible TV deal in the Pac-12. So nobody knows how good Kyle Whittingham is. And kick a person when he's down. 
So Facts, back to the question of back to the top. Does your TV deal impact the college football playoff rankings? Absolutely, it does. Yes. Because when BYU plays Utah Tech on ESPN, kick it, we'll flow. ESPN, hey, hey boys, let's get that Papa Murphy rolling. Uh, somebody uh, flip, what channel's ESPN 3? <coughs> Harder to find than FS2. Is that 207? 209. It's 209. No, 206? No. No, little Jimmy. That's going to be like 1,878. Hey, Breland, what channel's the BYU game on? That was Breland. Come hey, on. Hey, Kinley! Kinley! Hey, by the way, by the way. What? A nice little filly wandered into the studio yesterday. Yeah. Morgan comes into the studio. She was like, we're, we're standing in the studio and... You know, the concourse is right here. We're in the Grand Lobby. And, you know, just we're sitting here doing our work, cutting videos, you know, game planning how to take over the world. Because obviously, obviously we are the best show in Utah. You all know that. Don't have to tell you that a million times. But, you know, uh, and there's just a person that just appears out of nowhere. Not sure how they got in the building. Not sure how that's even possible. But they just appear. <laughs> and we're like, who's that? And so I said, hey, can we help you? And she's like, yeah, I'm here for tickets. Yeah. <laughs> and she rolls into the studio, and and you're like, hey, well, how many tickets do you want? And she proceeds to go on this thing about how she's like, well, I have a starving student card, and, you know, I, I, I've got this, and I can't really, you know, I can't really buy a lot of tickets. And we're like, why are you trying to pay for something, bro? Like, can we just help you? Like, will you just let us help you? By the way, if you're not coming to the Maverick Center Thursday night, you're making a mistake. That's right, T. This building is going to be crazy. Number one, it's the Idaho Steelheads. But number two, the building is brand new now. We saw for the first time yesterday, like the new Jumbotron. So the old Jumbotron from Vivint, remember that monster? Well, that's now hanging at Maverick Center. All mm. the ribbon boards are new. They're putting up these three huge digital displays at the one end. It's unbelievable. Yeah! It's unbelievable. So this girl's like, well, you know, Monty, uh, maybe, maybe I would like just two tickets. I'm like, you can have as many as you want. Okay, how about four? No, she was like, how about two? I'm like, that's it? She's like, okay, well, maybe four. Like, for instance. I'm like, where do you want them? She goes, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a hockey fan. I'm like, have you ever been to a Grizzlies game? No. Um, I'm like, okay, so you want them at center ice. You want premium seats? Right? You know. Well, I don't want to be too, you know, I don't want to be rude or ask for too much or be greedy. I'm like, so you want four seats center ice? Yes. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. She was one, of, genuinely one of the most innocent people. And we should shout her out on the show. I don't remember her Morgan. name. Morgan. I can't remember her last name. Uh, but genuinely one of the yeah. a, a BYU alum. Yep who is now in school getting her master's degree. Mm -hmm. Morgan um, Sigourney. Mor Morgan Sigourney. Yeah. Morgan Sigourney. Who shout is out. Who is, shout out to Morgan, one of the nicest people I have met. Yeah. Um, she is a BYU graduate. She is a Utah um, grad school student, and she's a hockey fan. Mm -hmm. And so, Morgan, I appreciate meeting you. She was super nice. Morgan yep. Sigourney, thank you for dropping by the Monty Show studio yesterday. But it's just funny, real quick, before I move on from it. When you work in a like when you work in a building like this, like a stadium, right? One of the things you don't realize is, you know, when you're here enough days, people just sort of appear. Out of like, nowhere. Like 
I legit. I, I honestly think she came through a portal. <laughs> like we sit on the grand lobby. Like for those of you who've been in the building, you've seen the studio. If you came and got your lotto tickets, you know where we're at. And so we can clearly hear when a door gets open to the building up here. Because that's how most people try to get in. They'll walk up the stairs that are in the front of the Maverick Center, and they'll, like, yank on the door. That's clearly locked. And so you hear this loud banging noise that sort of echoes through the Grand Lobby because no one's in the Grand Lobby. We didn't hear that. And so I'm sitting here in my usual spot, and he's over there. And because of the angle of the studio and the glass, he can see down the Grand Lobby. He's like, hey, who's that? And I look up because our door to the studio is open. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Where did that person come from? And I'm like, hey. And she comes in and she's like, hi. And I'm like, hey, you looking for something? She's like, no. I'm like, well, what are you doing here? Yeah, next question. Well, I'm, I'm trying to buy tickets. <laughs> like, it was just, it was funny. It was a lot of fun, dude. So y'all are looking for something. Yeah. So Kurt Myers wants to know if you got her number, Jake. Yes, but not for that purpose. No, Jake is uh, Jake is back with his girlfriend. Yeah. Next comment. Let's move on. Uh, Kanai Johnson says, Pinky and the Brain Drop plan to take over the world. Right. Exactly. Schemers trying um, to control their little worlds. Anyway, people are told it's bad to ask for help. I'm serious about that. Yeah. If you are, if, if somebody offers you something, don't question it. Say yes. And if they didn't mean it, that's on them. It's not on you. Yeah. If I say to you, hey, the next 10 people to DM me, I've got free tickets for you for tomorrow night's Utah Grizzlies game. Hey, cool. DM me. Don't hesitate. If you want tickets for Friday, you should say, well, hey, do you have any for Friday? Yeah, I do. Do you have any for Sunday? Yeah, I do. Like, same. you know, in all seriousness, if you guys, I'm telling you, you tomorrow's the night you want to be here. But if you want to uh, come to the Grizzlies game ever, and that means this Thursday, Friday, or Sunday, just send me a DM on on Instagram or Twitter. Happy to help you guys out. Yep. Um, all I need is your name, your phone number, your email, and how many tickets you want. So um, let's say it's, who's the first one? Eric and Raleigh, uh, my phone number, my email address. I want four tickets. All right, great, done. You'll get an email or a text on your phone. Tickets will be on your phone. Bada boom, bada bing. It's all done. Yeah. See what I'm saying? We have resources. 7.30 on the Monty Show. Well, actually, it's 7.28. Uh, but that doesn't change the fact that the biggest stories in sports, as always, are brought to you by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Get to any of your Quick Quack Car Washes because what I'm here to tell you is the people are friendly. I love doing business with really good people because when we send our listeners places, whether it's Super Chicks, the advocates, the best people at the advocates, um, our guy Steve and all the owners at Barbecue Pit Stops, Papa Murphy's, you name it. They're all local businesses. They're really good folks that we have done business with ourselves. I cannot speak highly enough about the people at Quick Quack. I love the fact you roll up there. You don't have to deal with a machine that you can barely reach out your window and get to. No, no, friends. Go to Quick Quack Car Wash. Say, hey, I heard about it on the Monty Show. Give me a free wash towel. Give me a free vacuum. Done. Hey, by the way, uh, you know, what's, you know, hey, I'm at the district. You're at the district in South Jordan, the Quick Quack. Their top tier car wash is free. Go get it. Go do it. Say, hey, Monty told me your car washes are free. Absolutely. Done. Hook it up. Quick Quack Car Wash brings you the biggest stories in sports on the Monty Show. I think this, this Virginia thing's a big deal. And I think one of the things that's so interesting about this Virginia shooting, if you didn't hear about it, there was a, a, a real tragedy at Virginia over the weekend. Uh, three Virginia football players 
uh, were murdered. And another two students, I believe, were shot. And it turns out it was a former football player. There is zero motive. They don't know why. This this person apparently was in a group. This this murderer was in a group. He went to an event on a bus, came back, got off the bus, and committed this atrocious act, this horrendous act. Virginia has canceled their game this weekend, as you would expect, um, against Coastal Carolina. But it's it's one of those interesting questions, and I thought ESPN uh, get up yesterday did a really good job with this. I think it was. Are you scared to send your kids to school now? And it's one of those questions, unfortunately, that's now becoming higher and higher and higher of a priority. Where you send your kids to school, it's really scary, mm-hmm. man, to be somebody where you've got, you know, in, in, look where we live in Utah, where you've got three, four, five kids that walk out the door every day and you're just assuming they're going to come back to you. That's really scary. You send your kid off to UVA you send them to Charlottesville and you're like, hey, this is awesome. Like my kid's going to Virginia. He's a Cavalier. He's playing football and he's involved in the community and he's doing civic things and he's in these clubs and for apparently no motive and no reason, somebody shot him to death. Man, that's something to think about today. Yep. <clears throat> and I, I don't, I'm not going to get further into it, but when you let your kids go today, just, you know, squeeze their hand a little bit more. You know, like take the time to take stock of your family today. I did it with my wife this morning. Um, my daughter, my wife had COVID. She's getting, she's pretty much over. And as you can see, I'm going through some shit right now. She gave it to my dog. How confident in that are you? Oh, I'm really confident. Okay. He's got, he like, he is, my dog is an old man. Mm-hmm. Like I have a, I think a 15 year old, um, you know, terrier mix dog. Like he's awesome. And, He's he's sick. Like he's got a runny nose. He's got runny eyes. He's got a cough. Mm-hmm. He's sick. He's going the through the coronavirus. It. He's weak. He wants to sleep. Like he's he's going through it. Mm-hmm. He's going through it. But um, my wife, thankfully, is is over it. So every day I wake up at four o'clock. I go and take a shower. I come out of the bathroom. My wife is asleep in bed, and usually I'll get dressed. I'll use my the flashlight on my phone to get dressed. And then I'll walk over to the side of the bed and I'll kiss my wife goodbye. And then Jake generally shows up 10 minutes after that. We leave and we go about our day. Today, it just struck me, hey, you know what? I'm really lucky to be doing this. And the Virginia football players were in my mind at that moment. Mm-hmm. And it was like, damn, dude. Yeah. Like I could walk out this door and maybe I don't ever see my wife again. Like, so just take a minute to, to think about that. You know, give your give your family a hug. You know, like it's it's one yeah. of those things that you have to think about. It's a horrible, horrible situation. You know, it's it's crazy. Jeff Johnson says, "I've always said you don't kiss your dog on the mouth for this exact reason. You do not." And I, I again, Jeff, you're exactly right. <laughs> if you're letting your dog lick your face, you're making a mistake. I'm telling you now. Okay. Stop letting your dogs lick your face. It is terrible for you. It is absolutely terrible for you. Um, Cody Strickland says, do you still have a shirt for me or a hoodie? Well, I've never said you get a hoodie. Yes, I have a t-shirt for you. When is the last time I saw you? When's the last time I saw you? I haven't seen you. By the way, we do have a new line of merch coming. Um, ooh, man, this, this Ben Simmons thing just never gets better, does it? Nope. little breaking news for you this morning. 
uh, here on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Um, there's, according to uh, Shams, Terarnia, there has been building frustration surrounding Netstar Ben Simmons' availability and level of play. Simmons, quote, I get skepticism, but I think the one thing with me is that I'm a competitor. The Nets are frustrated that he is not playing. And it is, it is, it is crazy. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is Ben Simmons. I mean, I, like, is anyone surprised? I, am I supposed to be like, oh, what a shocking turn of events that Ben Simmons, that Kyrie Irving is not playing basketball. Yeah. Who the hell is surprised by that, right? Like, you, you like I, th- I think they thought that they'd bring him in and he'd have a change of scenery and it wouldn't be toxic anymore and it's still toxic and the change of scenery didn't change anything as it turns out. Like, that's who Ben Simmons is. Pay me to sit on the bench. That's who he, that's who he is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I understand that, that, that mental health is a challenge. I am not skipping that fact, right? Not at all. But, but where we are in the process, Ben has said he's addressed those things. He's flat out said that. Hey, I've addressed those things. I'm ready to go. Like, we're going to have a great season. Everything's awesome. But that hasn't happened. I don't think it's a mental health thing. I think that Ben Simmons is dealing with this back thing. Okay, he had surgery, feels hondo Now he's got knee soreness. So we'll see if uh, Shams is right. I don't know if there's a... Um, <laughs> my wife is texting me now. She says, can you tell people we didn't know we had COVID and we were all sick? Okay, well, <laughs> I can tell garbage. you. I've taken <laughs> repeated COVID tests and not failed a test. Right. I, I don't, I'm sure I've had COVID. The I, I mean, coronavirus. How, how do you not have COVID? Yeah, it's almost impossible at this stage. But I've never failed a COVID test, you know? So, you know. It, 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 it appears that Mrs. Monty doesn't appreciate how you're characterizing what happened. No, I don't think she does. She said, um, she said F, we didn't take out the trash and the truck just came. I'm a terrible husband. Anyway. Yeah, take it. See ya. It's fine. We'll be fine. The point is, <laughs> that's this is what people are here for. The point is, yeah, Mrs. Monty is correct. We all it started with jerk over here. Jerk. I mean Jake. My, I mispronounced your name. It happens. Um, me. It, start, it started with Jake over here. Mm-hmm. You got sick, right? And then Mrs. One Monty goes in and, and I, we all go through it. You know, yeah, one goes in, we all go through it. Then right. Mrs. Monty and I wound up with whatever the hiv you had was. No, but I will with your wife. And then the dog got it now. <laughs> y- you know. God bless. It is what it is, unfortunately. <laughs> it is yeah, what, what it is. What are the is. people saying? You know. All right. Let's see what the people are saying. Um, <laughs> Jeff Johnson says, Buho face slurp. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't let your dog lick your face. Uh, Mike Maple says, the UVA story is horrible tragedy. I make sure to tell my wife and daughter I love them. Happy anniversary, babe. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. San Diego State says two shootings at Vodtech over the past 15 years. I believe lots of family in Virginia. Yes, the answer. Yes is the answer, Monty. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough, dude. Uh, Boyd uh, Lake says, yes, uh, it's a wives tale that a dog licking your you will be good for you. They carry a ton of bacteria and they lick their butts and they eat poop. Don't let your dog lick your face. My fucking head. And by the way, my wife will not subscribe to that. Mm-mm. My wife is like, no, it's fine. It's fine. 
I want more. Hey, by the way, what's that thing growing on your face? Oh, it's 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 nothing. It looks like a small hermit. Uh, well, you know, it could be. Um, just telling you, don't let your dog lick your face. Um, uh, Jake Ding, good morning to you. Now the real question: How many kids is the perfect amount? I say three. Oh my god, one and done, bro. Dude, why would you start this? Why would um, you, Jake? Um, why light the fuse, Jake Ding? Um, why light the fuse on this conversation? Because we all know it's one and done. I had one, and now I'm done. I think three is the max. I'm also the guy who, I think it depends on your life situation. Mm -hmm. If you are, I also think in the state of Utah, if you are, if you are LDS, if you are, if you are in that community, if you live in, in a, a strong traditional Mormon family, I'm a man. You're going to have more than three. I know people that have like 20 brothers and sisters. <laughs> And that's what? not rare. No, I'm not kidding. It's not, it's not rare. When you have three, four, five, six kids, that's not rare. But if you look at the way the demographics in Utah work, there's a lot of 21-year-old women who got married six months after they met their, their fiance. They have, and you just start building your family. I think it depends on the culture in your home, right? For me, it was one and done. That was it. I was good to go. I, I had, am your father. I had a boy right out the gate. Now, granted, he's ugly as hell, but I wasn't really, you know, I mean, I was, I'm kidding. Um, I had a, I, my firstborn was a boy, like it was all good. Yeah. But I think it's different strokes for different folks. Jake Dane, you're not wrong. I think three on the regular three is the perfect number in this world. And I am also a guy who says it's a business decision. Mm -hmm. And I know this is going to sound impossibly impersonal. Mm -hmm. Having kids is a business decision. If you are 28, about to be 29, mm -hmm. and you have a kid today, mm -hmm. you're 49 when they're 20. Uh oh. Okay. If you wait till you're 35, you're 55 when they're 20. If you wait as a man until you're 45, you're 65 when they're 20. Mm -hmm. What kind of life are you trying to live? I think it's a business decision. How are your economics? If And I, you can do some quick math. I'm 49. Troll boy over here is going to be He's 29. Just a hack. <laughs> Troll boy. I was 20 years old when... when <laughs> When kids' skills popped out the thighs, I was oh 20 God, years old. Oh, my God, just like that. Oh. Exactly right. Um, <laughs> I was 20 years old when I, when I had Jake. Yeah. Oh, your life's over. You're a loser. You're never going to amount to anything. You're screwed. Join the military. You better get a job <coughs> in a factory. <coughs> Depends on your lifestyle. What is your financial <laughs> situation? That's going to determine how many kids you should have. I'm a big fan of, hey, build your lifestyle and then Go find a doctor with a pair of scissors and end it. Hey, look at me. Because I'm telling you, three, I agree. Jake Dane, three is the perfect number. Yeah. Three is the perfect number. Uh, let's see. Lester Leg Legazama says, uh, Legizma? Legizma. I can't. Lester. Hey, Les. Uh, this is what I fear most. I hope this losing streak is just an adjustment period. We'll get back to Utah Jazz basketball at 8 o'clock. Uh, Jazz lose last night, and it was not pretty yeah it was not pretty and yeah. i don't think anybody uh, uh, you should i don't but i also don't think that you should be freaking out over this because it's a three-game losing streak you're still in one of only four teams that's got 10 wins 
Okay, go out and beat Phoenix on Friday night. You've got two days off that you desperately need. You need two days off. Mm -hmm. Play Friday night, and then you play, I think it's five games in nine days. Yeah. Or it might be five in seven days at that point. But my guys, they need two days off. They're going to be rested. I would guess you would come out and beat Phoenix on Friday. Just a guess. I wouldn't panic. We'll talk Jazz basketball coming up at 8. Um, let's see. Eric says, you don't do the dishes. You don't take out the trash. What the hell? I know. I, I, I'm terrible. Uh, M. Alvarez says, the BYU game is on BYU TV. Imagine and, that. And literally, it's on ESPN3. You know. But that's it, by the way. I would just tell you. That's it. It, it, it there like after this year there will be no more BYU TV games. Yeah, no, that's all come to an end now. Yeah, third yeah. tier rights. Yeah, no. it's over. Uh, let's see. Kurt says, "JD, am I missing something?" I don't know. Are you? You know. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, I don't. That's correct. Uh, we all got COVID. Holy f! Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yep. I think everybody's had it. My wife is not. I I certainly didn't mean to blame my wife for. She got COVID. She gave it to the dog. What do you want me to do about it? Nothing. You know. Uh, Raptor 88 says two kids is the right number for, for kids. Well, you got to, if you, it depends. Being an only child creates a lot of difficulty. Indeed. Um, I think two is, two is not a bad thing. Because remember, I've got one kid, I've got two kids, I've got two hands, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. You get the three kids, good luck at the grocery store. Fat Jesus says two per wife, uncalled for. Uh, leave Tanner out of this. Okay. Uh, Boyd Lake says, "Is it's why we, Mrs. Boyd and I, started early. We had four, and I had grandkids by my late 40s. Ding. Uh, best decision we ever made. Empty nesters at early 50s. We get to enjoy the grandkids, and we love it. And then they go home. Then they go home. By the way, I'm also telling you, I'm telling you this right now, kids and dogs are the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Because I, my dogs are more, ex well, no, you were really expensive. The plastic surgery and that's yeah, I mean, a there was thing. a lot to fix. You know, obviously, you you're you're the product that you make is not great. You know, you know, hey, my oh. wow, was that a DNA crack? Uh, anyway, the point is, dogs are not cheap. Two words, ass vacuum. Uh, let's see, what is your angle, landslide, dude? What the hell dude, are we what talking? Are you talking like, about? what are we talking about? Mike Chase uh, says, I adopted five. Oh, good for you, man. I think adoption's huge. Uh, Giggity says, Monty would be the coolest grandpa. Yeah, well. What do you what do you want me to say? I don't know. That's fucking interesting, man. You probably try losing your virginity. Just I'm and it's just okay, a suggestion. But see, you it's run just that a suggestion out so I'm just long saying that people actually believe that I'm still a virgin. Like fucking A. It is not uncommon that people are like, hey Jake. Oh uh, hey guys, hey guys. Uh, uh, guys, guys, you know, guys. I just want to say hey guys. Listen. Hey guys, Jake, I'm so like, it's really cool of you to be waiting for marriage. <laughs> Jesus. Having fun is the name of the game. Like more than one person has said to Jake, oh, it's so noble that you're waiting for marriage. Um, you know, that's just so rare these days to have that kind of honor. You and can leave, you can stay and shut up and act like an adult. And, and <laughs> it's such an honor. God loves his children. If you felt these balls. <laughs> <laughs> Jake is not. Jake is not. No. How do I say this? Jake is not pure. The racket 
attack. Hey, you know. <laughs> Patrick Mann says Monty would buy Papa Murphy's for the grandkids every <laughs> night. Every night. You know. Every night. Uh, <laughs> Mike J says, we believe in you, Jay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I say I'm just fired up to oh, be here today. Oh, my God. Uh, Les Wayman says, get it done, Jay. I'm working on it, okay? I'm working on it, all right? <laughs> You're welcome. I love it, dude. I can't. You know, Giggity says, how can people believe a stud like Jake is still a virgin? Yeah, come on, dude. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, like, like, what am I even supposed oh, to say to them? He's an assassin. Look, I'm really proud of you for saving yourself from marriage, Jake. I what mean, an idiot. You know. Come on. Last year, and I am not joking, I filled his stocking with what, Jake? Yeah, prophylactics. <laughs> And I poked holes in all of them. You know, it just, it, you know, okay. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Jake is soiled in the eyes of God. Jesus. Too bad. Yes, in the eyes of Jesus. Too fucking bad, man. Oh. Tanner says, wait, Jake, you're a virgin? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God, just like that. Oh. <laughs> Yes. Oh. Yes, that's right. That's right. Riley O'Brien says spinal. Yeah. My back you know what is I mean? broken. You know what I mean, dude? Like <laughs> spinal. Oh my god, dude. That is that is so good. That is play. like the best part is is I guarantee you it will not take a week for somebody who legit thinks you're a virgin to be like, "Oh man, dude." And they'll walk up behind you, they'll be like, "Oh, little buddy." Man, don't worry. At some point, the drought will come to an end. <laughs> trust me when I say that water's never been colder or wetter. <laughs> Holy cow. I'm telling you, like, it will. Listen, dude. It will happen. I, I've had my fair share of fun. I'll say that. I've had my fair share of fun and, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I can't. I, you know, I. No, no, no. I'm not going to do it. What, I, what, what else we got? What else we got? Kenai Johnson says, I have three. Three is good, but me and my wife have talked about another baby, but it's still up in the air. Don't. Don't. It's 18 years of financial commitment. Three, three is fine. I just keep saying three is fine. Uh, Kenai Johnson says, hey, guys, Monty is swaying in three minutes and 50 <laughs> seconds. That's right. Kurt Meyer says, Jake Morgan could make your day. She, I think she's got a boyfriend, though. Yeah. She's cute though. She's you. You just don't have in-person game. What do you mean? <clears throat> I was Jake more is, than polite to her. But the God, please, please, at some point, allow this boy to sin unmercifully against the female. When I die, like, I'm going to paradise. <laughs> I I said nice things to her. What do you mean? But no one's going to disrespect me. You have zero game in person. It's not true. Yes, it is no, true. It's not. Is, is no, okay. it's not. Okay. No, it's not. Okay. I'm just I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. Uh gotta keep house Monty going. Okay. You do well, you know. Uh Osti says just got off another twelve hour shift and well, thanks for the great show, guys. <laughs> thanks, Monty, and thank you, everyone. <laughs> Trying, man. Uh Boyd Lake says swaying in two minutes. Uh it's uh, Skeet says, if you see my reflection in a snow-covered hills, then the landslide will bring you down. Why are you quoting Stevie Nicks on this show today? Now, and by the way, she was my, I was absolutely crushed over her. 
I loved her. Uh, if you haven't felt the warmth of a woman, Jake. <laughs> uh, exactly. You know, right. maybe you know, maybe what I need to do is I need to take a course on 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 techniques like soaking. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, like what? Why? What, Why? Like, you know, I mean, Why? if I haven't felt the warmth of a woman, Stop maybe it. I just don't know. Maybe. Maybe I should just maybe, let the yeah. car idle in the garage. Yeah. You know, like I I don't know. You know, what what else am you I know, supposed to the do? Car, like, if the car's you know, idling in the garage. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, like, you know. Isn't it more if the car's stuck in the snow? I guess. Yeah. When I don't the know. car's stuck in the snow, it's time for Football at 50. 10 to the hour, every hour, we bring you the biggest headlines. I'll stop uh, until next hour. Uh, we bring you the biggest headlines in the National Football League. Well, actually, today it's not really National Football League related, but it, it is. Well, not real, but sort of. Speaking of soaking. Anyway, the point is, listen. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, and here on the show, I don't think there's any doubt that we all are big fans of jujitsu, right? We like jujitsu, and we would all like to perform jujitsu type moves with Giselle's Bunchton. Right. Apparently, this is her new boyfriend. Allegedly. Giselle's bunched in. He's even met the kids. This, These photos are down in Costa Rica, otherwise known as the Rica. And it turns out that Jizzy's getting busy on the mat. See what he did there? Jizzy's getting busy. Wow, wow. Uh, my point is... Do you buy this? Do you think Giselle Bunchton? This is Giselle Bunchton on the screen, as you can see. Yes. This is Giselle Bunchton. Yes. Is she doing the black belt armbar with this dude? Yes, dude. Like, oh, I, 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 like clearly and clearly, this has been going on for a while. It's really not even to me even a question. Like, you can sit there. And it's deny not it. even a question. No, she's bringing dude around the kids. Come on, man. Um, I don't know that they're dating. I think this is too convenient. I think these photos are too readily available. If you're Giselle's Bunchton, are you ready to put yourself out there and be like, yeah. oh, hey, look at me and my new boyfriend who I've known yeah. for years. He's been my, like this guy and her, she has been taking jujitsu instruction from him for years. In Costa Rica, he's one of the leading jujitsu Muay Thai MMA guys. And he has been teaching her personal protection. I don't believe that they're dating. I yeah. have they have they I don't know, have they done body triangles together? That's a body triangle. Right, thing. right. That's like a you know, body triangle and jujitsu kinda kinda like repro you know, reproduction has, stuff. Has, has he practiced his sprawl again? Yeah, sure. Have they perhaps commingled their funds? Yes. I don't believe that that's her boyfriend. I, I don't and and again, and I don't want to be like, oh, time for Monty the Moralist. <laughs> I'm not trying to espouse my virtue Monty on you. Monty the Moralist. But isn't this what we do to women? Isn't this what we do to women? Oh, well, if and, and I, I, I again will say, if Tommy rolled out with a 25-year-old blonde, we'd be like, my man, let's go. Time to get between the field goal posts. You were down 28 to 3, and hey, now man. you're ahead. Let's go. Time to put the uprights in the field goal. In yeah, the, time like, to hit the seam route. Let's go. You throw it up or seam. We'd all be like, my guy, let's go. Giselle, you're all, you're, you, you know what? You cheated on Tom, and you're just easy. That's what we do. Yeah, but notice Tom isn't out with another lady. 
Right, but I don't think Giselle's out with another guy. Uh, I think this is her friend. They're friends. There's a you don't take dude. MMA training from somebody and not be friends with them. For years, they've been training together. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I, and you can't yeah, tell whatever, me that she dude. doesn't know that the, the paparazzi are all over the place in Costa Rica. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's a ploy. You're, 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 whether she wants this guy or not, you're publicly showing yourself with dude. And by the way, it'd be one thing if all the pictures were just in the gym and they were rolling around on the mat together. Okay. Totally get it. Not dating, dude. Whatever. You're just friends. But you're I agree with Boyd. Beach, dude. I agree with Boyd. Not dating doesn't mean not doing the horizontal mamba i agree i agree that's I, what i'm he, saying i like, thought why? i thought that said the horizontal yeah. mamba yeah giselle's in full guard against buddy like we get it <laughs> we get it we get it we get it oh boyd says he's hanging out with the family yes it's happening that's what i mean dude like come on okay uh jeremy bolton says good morning jeremy uh muy caliente <laughs> uh you know uh ryan buckley says morning boys uh, Jeff Johnson says Jizzy and the Hizzy. Yeah. Jiu-Jizzy, Boyd like said Jiu-Jitsu, Jiu-Jizzy. Yeah, see what he did there because it's Jiu-Jitsu, but then it's Jiu-Jizzy. Right, you know. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, but who is Tommy hanging with? We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Mike Maple says Jizzy taking Pound Town to a whole new... Hey. Pound. And there's nothing wrong with that. You... Yeah, I'm, I have no... See, but this is my point. I have no problem. Hey, you've been married for all those years. It's time to try other fruit and vegetables in the garden, friends. I'm all good with that. If you want to go out and you want to... You know... You want to be in full guard? You want someone else to body? get the seam route? You want... You want to hey, uh, if Tom Brady wants to go and run patterns with somebody else, I'm good with that. If Giselle wants to go and armbar another dude, I'm good with yeah, that. Yeah, if Tom wants to be under center with under center with someone else, like it's fine. Yeah. Uh Jeff Johnson says Jizzy sucks. Let's be honest. This was at the front of her mind since last year. People were going after Tommy pretty unfairly. See, again, it's the assumption. Yeah. A, the assumption is they're they're doing that. They go mingling. They, it clearly looks like they are, know, dude. Come on. There's DNA testing. Okay. But then we automatically leap to, well, she was having an affair with this guy and cheating on Tom. Why, a, is that our business? Well, it is. They're celebrities. B, why do we assume that? Maybe Tom was having an affair. Maybe Tom's affair was with his football career. Yeah, but maybe Tom's not being pictured on the beach with the kids and a new lady. Greg Hawkins, who was a very controversial person on the show early when he's been talking about blue cheese on Twitter. Uh, Tanner says, Monty, the moralist, since when did Mont have morals? Wow. Uh, Boyd Lake says, but the point is, Tommy hasn't rolled out with a new squeeze. That's I agree. That's my point. I agree. And Gummylicious agrees. Tommy's other lady is football. You know, Monty is reaching on this. They're totally together. And maybe I am just missing what's right in front of my eyes. I mean... Yeah, Giselle's Let, not. Let's well, hey baby. Let's be honest. This is a pretty salacious hey baby. Like that. She's a good she looking looks lady. Good, dude. My God. Again, I want My to God. say I don't even have an issue with My it. God. I just don't think we need to run from it, dude. No, hey, I would you've agree. been married for however long they were married, 20 years or whatever it is. Go out. Like dude, do your thing. Justin Solace, again. That dude is definitely putting sour cream in the burrito. <laughs> we are such children. Jimmy Chunga. I'm, you know, 
what you know. Uh, okay. Uh, only problem I have is Jizzy acted like Tommy's non-retirement was why they broke up. She cray-cray. I don't know why they broke up. At some point, somebody's going to write a book and talk about it. Tom's going to do an exclusive you know. interview. Uh, Warren Franklin says, let's talk about how the Knicks gave the Jazz their first beatdown in Salt Lake. Okay. Yeah, we did that already. Coming up in two minutes, we're going to talk Jazz basketball. Uh, Fat Jesus says, Justin Solace, LOL. I mean, listen, I, I understand it. I just don't get why people want to immediately blame the woman. We as men do that all the time. We as men, we there's two things you know about men. We blame the woman for everything and we eat Papa Murphy's pizza. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, carefully knead dough. Step two, artfully spread sauce. Step three, add fresh mozzarella and assemble toppings. Step four, realize we already did all that for you. So all you have to do is bake it. For a limited time only, get the Hog Heaven Pizza with Canadian bacon, ground sausage, and crispy bacon. Papa Murphy's. Change the way you pizza. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, a couple more comments on this because Justin Salas clearly got a lot of sleep last night. He says, uh, Jizzy is uh, doing squats in the cucumber patch. <laughs> are they, okay, so are we into the euphemism yeah, portion of the show? Yeah, are we having a euphemism competition? Okay, Parker in the garage. Okay. Um, squats in the cucumber patch. Okay. Vertical, horizontal, mambo, depending on your athletic ability. Vertical or horizontal. Right. You know, like, what? Is, what I didn't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Giggity says, uh, Jizzy's been in hog heaven. <laughs> okay. Are we going to have a 30 for 30 on this? That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, there probably will be a 30 for 30 on this. Jeremy Bolton says, oh, my God. Uh, you know. Why haven't we had any Lisa Wilson drops for all this Jizzy talk? <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. Jay, can we ask? No, the no, no. I, who plays the drop? No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, <laughs> there you have it. I, I, you know, it is never a bad day to talk to yourself. Bunch. No, it's not. Show. It's never a bad day to watch the Monty Show presented by the okay. Advocates. What? You gotta take the picture down there. Oh, the, like, oh my yeah, bad. Yeah, you gotta take, you know. I can't. That's my girl, man. Yeah, she's not. Okay. She's not now, my type now, at all. Now you can do the. You know, she's yeah, not my type that. at all. It's eight o'clock on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Anytime you go to UtahAdvocates.com, you know two things. You're not going to pay uh, any consultation fees because the Advocates don't ask you for an consultation fee. They don't make you pay a retainer. You don't pay the Advocates until they win your case. And by the way, how about we defer those medical bills for you too? Yeah, because you shouldn't be worried about your money when you're trying to recover from an accident. It, it, it's the worst when you see all of the people in this city and in this state and in this country that drive the roads distracted when they're listening to music, playing with their kids, trying to eat, trying to text, trying to do whatever, and they wind up getting in accidents. That's not your fault that they were distracted. You deserve somebody that will fight for you. That's why you go to the Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, let's talk Utah Jazz because I do think that this loss last night to the Knicks was problematic. No, that does not mean, oh, time to go full tank mode. Burn it to the ground. We're not doing that because, well, 
they're not doing that. The Jazz have lost three straight. They still won 10 games. They have a really difficult schedule coming up, but this team competes no matter who they're playing. And this team on a night-in, night-out basis can beat anyone. The issue for the Utah Jazz is, on a night-in, night-out basis, they don't have a number one scoring option, and it's very difficult for them to beat quality teams and teams that have a guy like a Jalen Brunson, for instance, who can go get his basket anytime he wants it because the Jazz don't have that guy. So, Jake, I'm not ready to hit the panic button, but I am also not ready to pronounce this one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, 100%. And I, and I just don't think that we need to rush to say that they're one of the best teams in the NBA. You know, when you get off to that kind of start, everyone wants to jump on the, hey, we're going to be a 60-win team bandwagon. And you just can't do that because you know inevitably they're going to come back down to earth. That said, on in today's conversation with where they're at, we also don't need to say that they need to go full tank mode. You're, you're one of four teams that has 10 wins or more, right? Like you're you're a good team. You're 10 and six, like you're in a good spot. Yeah, you've lost three in a row here. Yeah, that's going to happen. I, I, I Like again, we've been saying on the show, they're going to have a stretch where they lose seven out of 10. Everybody does, right? Everyone was telling me last week, oh, the Warriors, they're terrible. They're over the hill. They're not over the hill, dude. They're going to be in the NBA finals. They're going to figure it out, right? Just the same way, the Jazz are going to figure this thing out, and they are going to be a mid-40 win team. That's, That's right. my opinion, you know, and in the NBA, just ebbs and flows. That's how the game works. So I just don't think we need to be overreacting when, when they lose some games here. I do think, and I do love the conversation around what happened last night, because I do think Will Hardy bears a decent amount of responsibility for what happened. I mean, not like leaving marketing out too long, not really having an answer for Jalen Brunson, not really making any adjustments when you stopped moving the ball after the first quarter. Like there, there were a lot of things there that I felt like, Hey, if you did just made a simple adjustment, you win this game, but you didn't do that. And that's the kind of the price you pay for having a young head coach. Yeah. And I, I think when you look at the fact that you need a finisher, and I know that everybody loves Laurie Markkinen. I, and I'm down with that. I like Laurie Markkinen. But I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. And let me tell you straight away, Laurie Markkinen's not a number one option. And I know we've talked about this a lot. And I know that people love him. And when he's on, he can score with anybody. But that's about half the time. Thanks. And what you need is you need a Jalen Brunson who's a bucket getter anytime he wants it. You need the Luka Doncic. You need the Kevin Durant. You need that superstar level player. It's why, you know, yesterday I, I, I was texting with an NBA guy who said, don't be surprised if the Lakers are in on guys like Bradley Beal. And if they're trying, like last week we told you, we were, we were hearing routinely that the Lakers weren't trying to get Kyrie Irving. They were trying to get Kevin Durant from the Nets. But that's what the Lakers know they have. And that's what the Lakers know they need. Do the Utah Jazz understand that they don't have a number one option? I do believe that Danny Ainge is well aware of that. I think Danny knows that this team needs an alpha male. They need a killer. They need a guy that they can give the ball to when they're in a four-point game or when they're down two, they know they can go to this guy, Donovan Mitchell, to mm -hmm. get you a bucket, right? You need that Donovan Mitchell-level player. That does not mean the Donovan Mitchell trade was a mistake. That does not mean that, that you know, oh, my God, I can't believe we traded him. Mm -hmm. That's not what that means. What that means is you need to go and find that guy in your rebuild. One of the, the biggest items on your shopping list is a go-to number one guy. And we don't know who that is because I'm telling you, 
the next big star for the Utah Jazz is not on this roster right now, and that's not a problem. This is a retool. But why don't we be honest again? Let's be the truth in sports talk radio in this town. The Jazz are a 7, 8, 9, 10 team. They're likely a play-in team, right? If I said to you right now, hey, they finished ninth in the West, are you at all surprised? No. Hey, they finished sixth in the West. Are you at all surprised? Furthermore, not, are you happy? I'm not surprised. If they were to finish third in the West, I'd be shocked. Yeah. This is, in my opinion, a, a, a bottom five team. But I think we seriously have to point out that heading into the season, you thought you were going to be a 20-win team. Yes. Like, like, so if you're a nine seed, let's say, and you're in the play-in, let's say you make the play-in, but you lose in the play-in, you should still be okay with that for this year. And we need to keep reminding ourselves of that. Because admittedly, it's easy to forget where you're at and where you're going when you roll out with 10 out of 13 wins, yes. right? It's easy yes. to say, oh, well, maybe, you know, we're on a different track. Maybe, you know, we, you know, we just misevaluated this team or we, we missed something or we didn't see this or that. Like, like, no, let's just stay committed to what we know this team should be this year based on their timeline. They should be a play-in team this year. That's best-case scenario. I Anything totally over that, whether you're a three-seed, whether you're a five-seed, whether you're, you know, like if anything other than anything above being in a play-in tournament situation is a cherry on top. You don't need any of that. So that's why I say just keep perspective. Don't be too high yep. or too low on this team. Yep. If you're one of the 102 people watching this show right now, please give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. By the way, we are trying to get to uh, 9,000 mm -hmm. subscribers by January 1st. And if that happens, we will take you plus one to a jazz game. We're going to give away uh, two tickets. You'll get to go to the game with Jake and I. We'll do it in a black car. We'll buy you a custom Jazz jersey or any Jazz jersey you want in the team store. And we'll watch Donnie and the Cavs take on the Jazz. Uh, that is January 10th, and we are super fired up to do that. Donnie, please. But we got to get to 9,000 subs before the Tell end of the year friends, to do that. Tell your friends, make accounts, do what you got to do. Let's go. Give us a thumbs up right now. It really does help the channel grow. Uh, Jazz and Sons on Friday at 7. Harris Lachance coming up in 20 minutes talking BYU football as they get ready for Utah Tech. But let's get your thoughts in here on the Jazz. Like, Give me a state of the union on the Jazz. How do you feel about this team? Are you positive? Are you negative? Are you riding the roller coaster? Where do you come down on this? Tanner Plummer uh, says, well, Riley, this show is better when the Jazz lose because the show runs on criticism. That's just not true. Yeah, that's not true. That's a load of Riley garbage. Riley says, Jake must be on cloud nine after three straight losses. Why would you be on cloud nine? Yeah, I love this narrative, dude. Like, I don't know why like you would you be happy guys, about it. You guys, with all due respect, continue to misunderstand the show. Right, the show is not the criticism show. The show is, oh, they lost. Here's why they lost. Oh, you won. Here's why you won. Right? Hey, BYU got their ass handed to them by East Carolina. Here's why they lost, and here's why Kalani Sataki is too nice. Right? Oh, Kyle Whittingham went to the Rose Bowl last year. They should have won that game. We've said that repeatedly. So it's not really a a criticism or 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 not. We are going to tell you what it is every single day. That's and why if, the show is called like, The Truth in Salt Lake Sports and, and, and again, I'm it's not really interested in have doing the whole like radio versus our show thing. But if you don't like the criticism, go listen to the radio in this town. They will be more than nice to this team. They yeah. will tell you things, in my opinion, again, my opinion, uh, you can disagree. In my opinion, they will say things on the radio 
that are not true to be nice to the team. Warren Franklin says, uh, Jazz will be okay. Uh, they will uh, finish sev- in seventh place like my Knicks. I think the Knicks are one big deal away from being an Eastern contender. Yeah. I think if they went out and got, again, I think the Knicks are in the same spot. R.J. Barrett ain't that dude. You need a number one guy on the wing. That's a team that should look at Bradley Beal. I still maintain that Bradley Beal is the best available player in this league right now. And he's going to write his own ticket because I'm pretty certain that he has a no trade clause. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you right now, Bradley Beal is the best available scorer in this league. And he's not a fit for the Jazz, in my opinion. He is a tremendous fit for the Lakers. I think he's a tremendous fit for for Brooklyn, I, the Knicks, the Boston Celtics. Bradley Beal would put the Boston Celtics over the top. Mm-hmm. And I, I think your your Knicks are going to go make a big deal at the deadline, in my opinion. I think he is, I think there's no way around that. Uh, Warren says, uh, have y'all ever noticed four to five teams don't have a star or superstar on their team? Yeah. And those are the teams that are usually at the bottom. If you If you look at the standings in this league and you look at – and I look at teams that don't have – not one, but two. Like I look at Dallas and Luka Doncic. They don't. Spencer Dinwiddie is a really good compliment at number two, but yeah. is he that killer? No, no, he's not. No, he's not. But I look at the Celtics. Went to the NBA Finals last year with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and really good defense. What's Milwaukee's biggest issue? Chris Middleton's hurt too much. Yeah, and w- when did they win a championship? When he wasn't hurt. And you're not going to win a championship in my opinion, with Giannis on his own. I don't think so. Hawks, Cavs, look at the Cavs. Huge upgrade. You get an alpha male, and you pair him with Darius Garland. You pair Darius and Don. They're one of the best teams in in the East. Donnie gets hurt. He's out a couple of games with an ankle. They're not one of the best teams in the East anymore. Mm -hmm. You need those alphas on your team. But if you look at at Memphis, Memphis needs a number two option. Absolutely. John Morant's a killer. They don't have a number two option. Dallas, the same. Phoenix, Devin Booker's one of the best two, three combos. Doesn't have a number two. Um, the Denver Nuggets, same thing. Jamal Murray, when Jamal Murray is back at a hundo P, and if they can somehow, some way, keep Michael Porter Jr. healthy, yes. they're going to be a beast. Yes. Right? Because that's three, not one. Big difference. Portland, again, I think Portland's a player away. Age-old story. Yeah, Portland's a nice story. But again, I go to the Pelicans last night. Guess who didn't play? Big boy Zion didn't play, and they still wound up winning. They still wound up winning, but it was a dogfight with Memphis, right? So you look at the Clippers, Paul George, Kawhi. Like it, the list is endless. Yeah, I look at Minnesota; they don't have an alpha male in Minnesota, so they're one of the the bottom teams in the West. It's a really interesting point, Warren. I think you're. I think that is a point well taken. Absolutely right. Uh, Woo Pig zero zero, and Jazz fans thought they won the trade. They did win the trade. Win what trade? They won the Donnie trade running away. They didn't win that almost. They they what you got in Lori Marketing, Kelly Olinick, I think Colin Sexton and Kelly Olinick have probably given you what you thought. Mm-hmm. I think Lori Marketing has a lot more to give. I think Colin Sexton on the top end has a lot more to give. You know, like Olinick in the Bogdanovich Olinick trade's the one that you hate. Yeah. That's the one you hate. Well, you gave him away. But if you look at again, Olinick. You look at Walker Kessler, who I think is, and I'm trying to go down the list of their real contributors. The guy that hasn't hasn't really been much is Akbaji. He's with the Salt Lake Stars now in the G League. He hasn't given you much, but there's top end there. Um, I don't think there's any doubt Markkanen's been great. 
I think Beasley's been great. Mm-hmm. Kessler's been probably as advertised. Pretty good for where he's at in his career. It was really nice to see Fontecchio get back on the floor last night. Yeah, made some shots. And played defense, right? So the big makeup on this team is the guys that you traded for. I think they won the Cleveland trade. I think Sexton and Markkinen, they won the they won the Cleveland trade. I don't yeah. think I don't like the I don't like that those trades are going to be judged by draft picks. Because I just don't know what those draft picks are going to be worth. Oh, and I think that what I don't like either is the the winning the trade. A lot of people will say, well, who wins sooner? You know, like who wins on the floor sooner? That's who won the trade. And it's like, eh, you know, I think it I think it depends who wins more over the long term. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, WooPig00, please, please develop Sexton into a true point guard and then you all will be okay. Uh, here's my question. Is Colin Sexton an on the, gar- on the ball point guard? I don't think he is. Or at least I haven't seen him be that. The he problem is, is, is he's not a good enough scorer to be number two. That's the problem. Not yet. I don't. But but you need to give him those legs. You're not yeah. going to start Colin Sexton, but you need to bring him into a position physically, mentally. You need to bring him into a position where Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson can be your closers. Yes, those need to be your guards on the floor at the end of the game because. Look, I love Mike Conley, but you saw the three-pointer last night, missing easy layups again. Last year's Mike Conley is back. Part of the reason they lost last night, Mike Conley didn't finish. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. Mike Conley makes a couple of layups, they're fine. Mike Conley makes one of those three threes at the end of the game, they're in it. But he didn't. And you, so I, they're not. I just don't think he's a guy that you can rely on. Basketball.tv says uh, Jordan Clarkson. Yes, sir. Uh, Jazz win versus the Suns. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, Cody Strickland says, we need to get KD on our team. Then, uh, LOL, then it's Jake's team. Well, you want Jake to be a Jazz fan, KD's a great start. Yeah. Because that's Chaboy. Uh, Tanner says, the show running on criticism isn't a bad thing. More often than not, truth is all about criticism, and that's okay. No truth is truth. When the team's yeah. playing well, we say they're playing well. Yeah. When the team is not playing well, we're going to say they're playing well. Um, I This is the Jaron Hall best quarterback in the state argument. Yeah. This is what everyone said when we said Rudy was not a championship player. Oh, you guys are just haters. You guys are just haters. You, 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 this show just hates on Rudy. You're not locked on Jazz. And then a year later, we have, oh, yeah. No, and I'm not scared to say it. We have more subs than locked on Jazz. We have a, a, a better daily contingent. Like, people come to understand, hey, yeah, Rudy wasn't a championship player. And by the way, shouldn't have paid him. That was definitely a mistake. And now... His lack of performance in Minnesota, with all due respect, is is just solidifying that point even more. Yep, and solidifying the point that you need to go to TridayTrading.com slash Monty um, because we talk about side hustles on the show all the time. A stat came out yesterday that said millennials are really aggressively trying to find a side hustle. Stop trying to find it. You found it. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Uh, go watch the free webinar. That is all I'm asking you to do. Obviously, free webinar, it's no cost. And I think what you're going to see is it's going to educate you. Do you know what day trading is? Day trading is very different than, oh, well, got to buy Amazon stock for retirement. You're trying to get in and you're trying to get out and you're trying to make profit doing it. But that takes education, know-how. That takes an understanding of what day traders do and how they do it. There's a methodology a methodology to it. And I, we've talked about this on the show when it comes to day trading in the past that when we worked at Yelp, there was a whole Slack channel 
of Yelp employees that day traded all day long and they would trade information and share information and it's a prolific way of making money. And I'll ask you this easy question again. If I said to you before Thanksgiving day that you could make $6,000, do you wanna do that? Would you say yes to that? Wouldn't you say, well, yeah, tell me how. Go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty because there are day traders that have gone through the Triday system that are making $1,000 a day and they're not rare. The guys making hundreds of dollars a day, there's a plethora of those guys. You can make hundreds and thousands of dollars every day. And the best part is when you start trading with Triday Trading, you don't trade your money, you trade their money. And if you don't want to take my word for it, how about Alema Harrington's word? Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Triday Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to trydaytrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's trydaytrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. My guy, Lemma Harrington, we're such good friends. I mean, I've never met or spoken to him, but him um, and I are... Anyway, that's not really the point. My point is, Alema Harrington gets it. Alema Harrington, exactly what Alema said. Alema's been in this town a long time. Alema Harrington's a really smart guy. He understands the value of day trading. Alema Harrington's been through their program at trydaytrading.com. Don't take my word. Don't take Alema's word. Go watch the free webinar. Yes. Trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you please tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, Harris Lachance in 10 minutes. Jeremy Bolton says, uh, Jaron Hall is the best quarterback in the state of Utah. I would agree with that. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Jazz are uh, a hope in one hand and wish in the other hand. See what you get first, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't disagree with that. Right now, you're relying on guys who are not reliable. You're, you're relying on Laurie Markkinen to be a number one. He's not a number one. Yeah. Right? You're relying on Kelly Olynyk to be a starting five in this league. He's not a starting five in this league. He's a bench player on most teams. But the thing that makes me hopeful and the reason that I'm still very bullish on the Utah Jazz is because I see Walker Kessler's development. I would rather see Walker Kessler getting starters minutes than I would, you know, seeing Kelly Olynyk score 27 points and lead the way in a loss. Yeah. I just don't think there's value in that, right? I want to see Fontecchio shoot more threes. I, he's a gifted scorer. I want to see him shoot more threes. I love that last night. I really hope that they keep Malik Beasley at least till the trade deadline, because I think that guy's got tremendous value. He has zero fear of shooting the ball. But we know who these guys are. Laurie Markkinen's not a number one. Jordan Clarkson's not a starting two guard in this league. Mike Conley's no longer a starting point guard in this league. Thanks. But they're starting for the Jazz, and they're competing, and they're winning games. Right? You still have won 10, 10 games. You're one of four teams in the league who's won 10 games. You're only one game out of the West's top spot nothing was lost last night last night was not a disaster I think you have to understand who you are and where you are and where the Jazz are right now is they're retooling and they're trying to win every game and the other thing I think that needs to be said is Will Hardy is a big reason why they lost that game last night it is unforgivable that Laurie Markkinen was on the bench for that long stretch to start the fourth quarter. You simply can't have that. And it's cool. The Fontecchio minutes are cool. And the Kelly Olenek minutes are cool. And 
he's making rookie coach mistakes. Great review. The Kelly Olynyk foul. Great yeah. review. They win the review. Beautiful. Olynyk stays in the game. But you've got to have in tight games against a ball. And listen, you can say what you want about the Knicks. The Knicks are a bust-ass team. They're yeah. going to work hard. Thibodeau really cracks the whip on his team. They work hard. They run hard. They defend with tenacity. I thought that really stood out about the Knicks last night. They worked really hard on defense. And they created turnovers. I thought they played the game and the strategy that the Utah Jazz should have played. Look at those OB top and corner threes. They're driving kick threes. Wide open. Wide, right? And he and he's open, and he's dude. dropping them like they're hot, yep. right? Because he's getting open looks in the corner. The Jazz have that same pass available to them on the regular. But what you also see is a robust Knicks scouting team that came in with a game plan to limit what the Jazz do. Yeah. Now, the thing is, they didn't really limit you. You shot 43 threes last night. The ball just didn't go in because they weren't all quality looks. Even half were not quality looks. Mm -hmm. Malik Beasley's three in, in the last minute of the game is a, a, a heavily contested look. Yep. Give me driving kick to the corner. Give me dribble penetration. Give me break manufacturing, the paint. bro. Yeah, give me. Like, manufacture some good looks. Kelly Olenek can never be your leading scorer. <laughs> it, it, it just, it, and it's not a knock on him. If Kelly Olenek's your leading scorer, the Lorries of the world, the Clarksons of the world, the, the, the Beasleys of the world, like, those guys are not producing at the level. Notice the struggle of a THT last night because he's not getting. The problem is now. Will Hardy's going to have to figure out Fontecchio versus THT. Sure, they play two different positions. There's only so many minutes to go around. Yep. There's only so many lineup combinations. And again, I want to see Sexton and Clarkson on the floor to close games. Mm -hmm. Defensively, I think you're better for it. You're better for it. Yeah, I get that Neville comment up there. Neville. Uh, let's see. Uh, have I missed a lot of work this month because my family got COVID and I was going to ask you guys if you can sing me up? Uh, sign me up for Thanksgiving help. Neville, DM me, dude. Done. Absolutely done. No, not, would be our pleasure. Um, and we are really working hard um, to, to help. And we've, we've done a lot behind the scenes. And Neville, I'm absolutely happy to help. A absolutely. Please DM us. We'll, we'll take care of it. Consider your Thanksgiving dinner done. Like, we're happy to do it. Absolutely. Uh, Tanner gives us a 499 tip. Appreciate that, Tanner. Uh, Warren Franklin. Sexton is a scorer point guard, not a, a floor general. Exactly right. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of value in that. That's my concern, and, we, and we've talked a lot about that. Yeah. By the way, Harris Lachance in five minutes, thanks yeah. to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, we've talked a lot about this. Can yeah. you play JC and Sexton together? I think you can in this league. Yeah, I think the trouble is that Sexton is such a young guy. He doesn't have the, the know-how yet to to play both positions depending on who's on the floor. I, I mean, I, I think that's the beautiful thing about, you know, Donovan Mitchell as an example. Like, Donovan could be the guy that brought the ball up, but then could also be the guy that's off the ball. Mrs. Monty just sent me a text that said, dude, Neville, you got it. Yeah, happy to help, man. Absolutely. I, I And I appreciate, Neville, I appreciate that you trust us enough to, to ask for help. There's no, and I want to make this really clear. I want to make this really clear right now. There is no shame in being behind the eight ball. In every, there is nobody listening to this show who hasn't felt tight or hasn't needed help at one time or another. Dude, we're all going through it. Like yeah. I, I really yeah. help people understand that. Like just because we're doing the show and like, 
you know, we made this investment here. Like we still made the investment and we still like are working our ass off to make sure that, that we're good too. So, I mean, I, I, I totally get like, we had a conversation last week. We don't have to go all, you know, way back into it. You can go find it on the channel, but there, this conversation around, you know, being hesitant to ask for help because of like, you know, like this embarrassment feeling or like this, you know, just, just that it doesn't feel great to have to ask. And there's a no. lot of shame in it. And I think that, you know, you have to do your best to set that aside and do what Neville did. Like, you yeah. know, you have to be able to say, Hey man, yeah. Like this year, like, yeah, this year has been tough five years from now. You may not be that person that, that has to ask. You may in fact be the person that is providing the help. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I know it's not easy, but there ha like, you know, I would just encourage you if you are that person that really could use the help, like you can't be, you know, don't be shy about asking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, DM us. And, and again, if you don't know what we're doing, guys like Tanner giving us a $5 tip, guys like Patrick Mann, thank you, Patrick, gives us a $5 Appreciate tip. Appreciate like, Pat. Listen, all that money through the end of the year is going to really two efforts to help people who don't have the the resources to provide Thanksgiving for their family. But we're also adopting um, several kids for Christmas because it's just something we believe in. Every kid should be innocent and have great memories of Christmas or holidays or whatever that might be. They should be allowed to have a childhood. Bro. Yeah. And, and if you're, if you're struggling like that, we're happy to help. All we ask is that you, you DM us. We've talked about this openly on the show that, um, we will keep your, your details and who you are in confidence because we were going to do like a YouTube video on it. And, but a lot of people who have each reached out for help said, Hey, I just, I, you know, it's, it's tough for me. I don't want people knowing. And you know what? That's exactly right. And very well taken. And I have no problem with that. We're not doing it to make more money or leverage or we're doing it because in all sincerity, we are doing it because this show has taken really good care of us. We are only sitting here in our Maverick Center studio because you guys listen and watch this show every day. We are only sitting here in this studio because you guys support us. You go to Papa Murphy's, you go to Quick Quack, you go to the Advocates, you go to Barbecue Pit Stop, and you watch the webinar on Friday. Yeah, you know, you come and see us at, at Super Chicks on Saturday in Ogden. Like that's the only reason that we're able to do this show. And so we we take all the tip money that you guys give us, and we build a studio with it. We take all the tip money that you guys give us now, and we provide Thanksgiving for listeners or their friends or their family or whoever needs it. We buy gifts for kids at, at Christmas time. We take them to Grizzlies games. Like we do this stuff because we believe in it and we believe in you and you believe in us. So it's, it's something we try to do. And I really appreciate you guys. Like again, Jake Nielsen, thank you for the $20 tip. Lopes fan Gabe says casuals take care of each other. Absolutely. You're yeah, casual. That's exactly right. And you guys make that possible. So thank you so much for that. Uh, but yeah, jo uh, Jordan Royal says, uh, hooray. Uh, for Neville. Exactly right, Neville. And, and we're, you, Neville, you're our guy, dude. We love you, man. Just because you need some help doesn't mean you're a bad person at all. I mean, it, it is, we're happy to do it. So appreciate that. Um, and without further ado, um, I need to find the graphic. I have too many graphics, frankly. Uh, BYU offensive lineman Harris Lachance joins the show. There he is. And, and uh, what's up, Harris? Good to see you, my guy. What's going okay. on? Not much. You sent Dude, you sent me a picture last night that absolutely shocked and blew my mind. This is Harris Lachance, fresh off okay. of his mission, that picture that you're seeing there. How much did you weigh right there? 
Uh, okay, I probably wait. I mean, I don't know. I came over on mission like two thirty, two forty. So, right. And shout out to my my good mission companion. That's my mission companion, uh, Abraham Hernandez. Shout out to him. I got to give him a shout out. But yeah, that's me holding my big old bucket of protein there that BYU had given me right when I came home. So, it's pretty. Crazy. I have. Dude, I have no idea how I missed this, right? How did I miss the fact um, that you said on BU, I think it was on Coach's Corner with Kalani, that you, your, one of your best moments was the last scoop of that, that bucket of protein powder. Yeah. So you actually took every scoop out of that bucket. Yes, man. I was completely bought in, bro. Still am. I'm bought into the system, man. They gave me that. I was like, all right. Here we so go. what does that look like? Is that because I'm a I'm a I'm I'm a two scoop and a protein bar guy. Now I don't play football, but that's got to be six eight scoops. Like how much of that are you taking every day? Oh, dude, it was that was like some serious stuff too. It was like each scoop is like a thousand calories or something. It was like absolutely crazy, man. Oh, do we lose him? I think we Can lost. You hear me? Him. Can you hear me? No, anyway, there you are. You know. Taking that, it probably took a few years off my life, if I'm being honest. I mean, I don't know how good that is uh, for your heart to freaking be pumping all that shit through you, man. But I did it, man. I, I had that whole bucket, and uh, it, it, it got me thick. It got me right, so. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I don't know if you realize this, but it's senior day Saturday. Yeah, I've heard that once or twice. You may have known that. Like, what yeah. does this mean to you, man? Like, what is – you've been pretty honest about how much you love – BYU football and being a football player and give me a, give me 60 seconds on what does this mean to you? What is this whole thing at BYU and what is being a BYU Cougar mean to you? Um, uh, it means everything to me. Um, I never thought I would, I would play here. I, I, uh, I'm the first person in my family to, um, play college football. I'm the first person to uh, graduate from a four-year college um, first person to go on a mission. Uh, so it's a lot of things, man. It's, it makes me actually you know, truly emotional, truly just grateful uh, that I've, I've actually got here and, and that I've, I've pushed through and uh, through the help of all my family members and, and all my loved ones, my friends, um, I've been able to make it, man. And, and uh, it is honestly a surreal feeling. I'm just like, I'm so grateful and it's so crazy. It's honestly, I don't like to think about it too much because like, it gets me sad. I'm, it's yeah, crazy playing my last game in, in uh, Lavelle Edwards. So it's hor it's it's horrible and awesome all at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and I and I don't mean to to keep pushing that button, man. But think about the relationships. Think about just the people that from the time you you went and, and served your mission, through all those relationships you made on your mission, through through training camps, through scooping protein out of that bucket, that picture where you know your 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 mission companion. You come back and now you're in the football. Like, think about all of those relationships. Can you quantify the impact that those other humans have had on your life? Dude, I, I really can't. And I'm actually, um, just my mind is blown at, at how grateful I am. And just like even being on this show, Monty, with you, uh, it's, it's surreal to me. And it's been such a huge blessing in my life. Um, and I, you know, I'm just like in awe of it all. I just am so grateful and, um, honestly so happy and i've been so blessed and it's been through a, it's been a long road money it's been a long road yeah. like I me mean, 240 i mean i've done a lot of i've been through a lot of adversity and uh 
I'm still going through some, all, you know, we all are, and we're still, uh, we're still working, still grinding, but it's like, man, when you, step, you take a step back for a second, it's absolutely incredible, and uh, it's something I'll remember for the rest of my life, for sure. Talking to Harris Lachance, uh, thanks to our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Now, the other question I have to ask is, where do you keep the souls that you're snatching seemingly week after week? Uh, because the body that you threw past the uh, threw past you in, in, in on the blue turf, come on, dude. Now it's like a highlight reel this year of guys that you have just decimated. You've got to be loving that stuff because a lot of people said, "Oh, you got to ask Harris about that." Like you got to be loving the highlight tape right now. That was fun. No, I mean it's fun, man. Getting after people. I mean that's what we're here to do, right? I mean especially old linemen. We're uh, you know you, you don't really uh, have too many good stats, so when you get a knockdown, that's what we. <laughs> that's what we're that's what we're itching for so i mean it's funny you know it's actually funny is uh we've been playing that's number 99 we've been playing against him for a while and, and he's actually a good dude uh but i like i threw him down and you know we're we're all competing hard and all sorts of whatever you want to call it uh you know talking smack whatever having fun and uh he gets up and he like runs past me he's like he's like that was a good one that was a good one <laughs> you know, but you know like, what the funny thing is and in, in, in it's interesting, like, you know, you know, know that guy because you guys have run your faces into each other. Yeah. But that's one of those relationships I was talking about. I think that's fascinating. But by the way, the other thing you said there is if we say your name a lot on, on game day, that's probably not a good thing. Nine times out of yeah. ten, it's, it's usually a guy with a hand or something that's not good for you. But I feel like you have shown a lot of different uh, diversity in your skill set. Because obviously with Suamatai out, you're you're bumped outside. Now you're playing with a different guy on your left. You're back at tackle. Like, how has that diversity impacted you in your preparation? And are you happy with the way you've played between two positions now? Um, yeah, playing guard this year has been um, a little bit more of a challenge than I thought it would. It's um, more different than you'd think. It's a lot uh, different angles and. Uh, you know, different uh, keys and reads you have to look out for. Um, but overall, I've been uh, really happy with how um, I've played, kind of handled this situation, going moving into guard and then moving back out to tackle. It's actually been really fun too, man. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I've always, uh, you know, thought of myself as a team player, team guy, and uh, just trying to do everything for us to win, uh, all for the boys. And uh, so I'm, I'm so happy that I could be that guy and, um, they trust me. My teammates and my coaches trust me to be that guy. Yeah, and I, I think that's a big deal. And I think we throw around the word leadership and we throw around the word, you know, respect. Like, And I think we've devalued those words we use so much. But I think in football, specifically in the moment, Jaron Hall has to have respect and he has to look at you as somebody that he trusts and believes in because you're a huge part of his protection. I mean, and I think when you talk about leadership and you talk about this offense specifically, and I, with all due respect to Puko, who I think is one of the top rated and, and one of the guys I think is one of the best receivers in the country, you have a great quarterback. This offensive line, I think, has been really critical to the success of this offense. And, and again, we're not saying your names because, frankly, you probably don't want us to, but how integral do you think you guys are to, to the motor on this offense? Um, no, I think, like you said, no, we have some great players and everybody, uh, does their one eleventh. Um, our old line. I love these boys. We've been playing together for a while and, and we kick ass, man. I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. what we're here to do. We bring that energy and, uh, we have fun. You know what I mean? Even the middle of games, we're joking around. 
uh, having fun because we understand, you know, you got to have fun and play loose and fly around. And, and that's what we've been trying to do. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes, you know, you got to get better. Uh, but all the end of, at the end of the day, I'm like, even that Boise game, I was sitting there thinking like in the huddle before we went and scored and to win the game, I was like, man, just take this in, man, because uh, it just gives you chills. So just take this in because I love this. Like this is not everybody that gets to do this, man. This is incredible. So, man, so- I love that you respect that so much because I, I do think that, you know, it would be easy for you to be like, no, I got to turn that off. And, you know, I got games to play. But I, I do think you need to stand there sometimes and just take a look around. Yeah. And smell the smells and, you know what I mean? Like, feel the cold and, like, just em- embrace that. But, by the way, you guys did win the game. How much of an exhale was that? That had to feel pretty good closing that thing out. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. That was a much-needed dub, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful we pulled through. So, that's Well, that. by the way, Utah Tech feels like a trap game. and Definitely is a trap game. <laughs> See? <laughs> Don't quote me on that. Don't <laughs> No, no, no. You and a thousand, ten thousand of our friends. It's fine. Nobody will tell anybody. I think you're exactly right. And yeah. I think it's one of those days where there's emotion. Um, because again, there's a lot of guys who are, who are, let's be honest, there's a lot of guys who are probably never going to play a, a competitive football game once this season ends. That's the true reality of the business that we all are in. Mm-hmm. You guys got a football game to win. And there's a lot on the line on Saturday. Like we're talking about bowl eligibility, senior day, like how how much how important is this game for you guys? Oh, it's it's super important. It's uh, you know the classic saying: you prepare for every game the same. And this one, I think uh, we're doing that same thing. We also kind of understand ourselves where we haven't really uh, done very good with trap games and things like that. So we've learned our lesson, man. Hopefully, so I'm like, let's go out there and, and start fast, boys. Also, uh, my brother. He just got back off his mission from New Jersey, and he plays down at uh, Utah Tech. It's his, it's his first what? year over there. Yeah, so I'm super excited to play him. Uh, he plays, he plays offense, and he doesn't start, but he'll travel, and so I'm super excited just to see him and and what maybe a good get a moment for you guys. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. It actually worked out perfectly. I'm like, wow, on senior night, it was it was really cool. So I'm like, super excited for that. Wow, that so thing, uh, and, and not to be misty, but. So you have this little boy, you have now your brother coming back. It's senior night. It's all about family. Like this is really, dude, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. How, how do you compartmentalize that? Because again, yes, you need to take all this in, but you're also going to go smash your face up against those guys. And this is a game you guys have to win. How do you go about being mentally tough enough to handle that? <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> no, I don't know. You just, I don't know. Play it, play by play. I'm excited. You're going to see my brother, going to see my family. Uh, but also, yeah, I mean, I'll be sad after the game when it's over. Before the game, I'm like, if I don't play well, I'm not going to be sad. I'm just going to be mad after the game. So <laughs> might as well focus up right now, uh, you know, do my assignments and, and uh, try my hardest. And then afterwards, we'll win. And, and yeah. we'll be all right. And then I can feel those emotions and think, okay, wow take it all in and look around, get a picture with my bro. Uh, It's going to be awesome. So I'm excited. I will look forward to seeing that picture on your, uh, on your social, by the way, you should follow Harris Lachance on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Harris Lachance is not hard to find. Just search his name. and comes right up. But before I let you go, let's talk about Utah tech a little bit. Um, What do they do defensively? What are, what are you guys looking at uh, when you stare across the line at Utah tech? Yeah. So they play pretty much just, um, 
just an even front over under G and uh, they uh, don't do a lot of stuff. Sometimes they'll stem and sometimes they'll twist on the run game. Um, nothing crazy. Just play, they play hard though. They got some guys with some really high motors and that's um, impressive. So uh, it's, it's, it's honorable, I should say. And so uh, it's uh, going to be a good game. Yeah, I think you can expect them to come for it. I mean, they, they are that that is not Utah Tech's not a team that that's like, oh, it's senior day. We're just gonna go up there and hang out for a while. They're coming for the win. They're coming oh, yeah. for the dub just as much as you guys are, right? Yeah, as they should. Yeah, get pumped. Let's go, man. Yeah. Let's go. I'm excited <laughs> to see it. Well, uh again, I appreciate you. Please, man, every moment. Enjoy, enjoy that. I know it's a special, a special game for you as much as we don't talk about those things until the season's over, but enjoy that game. Enjoy your, enjoy your little guy. Enjoy your brother. Enjoy your family. And we really appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, man. You bet. See you later. That's Harris Lachance. And it's, it's funny talking to Harris, Jake, about like that bucket. Mm -hmm. That video, that was in like the fall. That was in, I think it was in August or September that he was on the coaches show. I have no idea why it showed up on my, on my uh, Twitter feed the other day. Yeah. Um, but when you look at the when you look at the picture, here's Harris Lachance fresh off his mission. Yeah. Right? Here's Harris Lachance now. I'm gonna say that mass builder Do that, you fucking, even lift? that fucking a mass builder did a did the job. I'm gonna say that what did the job. Because he is a jacked. Uh, I mean, <laughs> look how small he is. Bro, Harris, we get it. You probably right? some weight here, buddy. Right, but this goes back to this premise that oh wow. You know what? They're just 35-year-old married guys serving missions. It's such Do an you advantage. Even lift? Get out of here. Serving a mission and playing football is not an advantage. As there's, you can see, there's not much hope for you left. There's no advantage yeah, in that. There's not. What do not you think? What'd you guys do when you got back from your mission? Well, we went to uh, Chuckarama and had some Chuckarama. We had some ribs and mac hey guys. and cheese. Hey guys. And then I got cholera hey from guys. It. Well, hey, what did hey, you guys do, Harris? Yeah, I went in and swallowed a bucket of mass gainer protein powder. Fucking A. <laughs> mass gainer. Do you understand the different life that that is? Yeah, dude. Being in, in, and again, I will say, being an offensive lineman is, it requires you to be a crazy dude. Mass. And I'll just go, like Kyle Gunther, who, who I worked with, Remington candidate, really, really good offensive lineman, different dude. What you bench? Every offensive lineman I know, different dude. Offensive lineman and punters. Yep. You just have to be a crazy dude. And I, I, I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they do it. Harris Lachance joins us. Thanks to our friends uh, at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you download the app right now and uh, place your order. You can order anytime you want on the Papa Murphy's app. And boy, do they have a lovely piece of pie right now. Papa Murphy's presents how to change the way you pizza. Step one, grab a delicious Papa Murphy's pizza. Step two, bake. Step three, chow down on the deliciousness. Order the limited time hog heaven pizza today at papamurphys.com. There you go. Uh, use the promo code MONTY25. To save 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I just went to put a different graphic up and hit the trash can emoji. And so it, um. I, we adjusted on the fly. <laughs> Damn. Let's get your comments in here. Uh, Tom says the people want interviews from players on winning teams. Okay. B cool. BYU's a winning team. What do you mean? Yeah. I don't know what you mean. They're winning. They won last week against Boise. Um, you know, 
It is what it is. I, I, uh, let's see. Tanner said, uh, Harris just said the A word. JK, it's not a big deal. No, they say that all the time. Um, let's see. Uh, Jordan Royal says, no, he's a junior, I think, but was on that long list of the team that put up senior juniors to be honored on senior day so he could come back next year. You're talking about Jaron? Um, Tanner says, is Harris a senior? He is. Uh, but Jaron Hall, by the way, is also taking part in senior day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because you have to kind of, you have to sort of weigh like who's leaving and who's not. And like, you know, Jaron's going. Yeah. There, there's no, there would doubt be about no that. reason for him not to. Cam Rising's going. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yep. And it is, it's a really emotional, it's a really emotional moment. You know, like it is, it's a really emotional moment for him. Um, Tom says, uh, ask him if he misses uh, the Utah BYU rivalry being played. Oh, yeah. He said for certain he'd like to play that game every year. Yeah. Absolutely. He said that before. He has said that. Uh, Tom says, go Utes. Poor Harris has to play uh, for a team in the dumpster. Thanks, Tom. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You know, I mean, it, 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 it you know, it be. Uh, look at you guys. Uh, Greg Hawkins gives us a $20 tip for the holidays. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys are amazing with that. Um, Tanner says, yeah. Whoa. My bad. Tanner says, yeah, sorry, Tom. I'm the executive producer, and I say no Utah players on this show. Yeah, We'd Tanner, Tanner, here's the deal, bud. Um, here's the deal, bud. I, I, I don't know. I think you were voted off the island for executive producer, was he not? I, the drop controversy. Yeah, I mean, the drop controversy kind of makes it tough. I mean, there's never really been. You're, you're sort of pushing the envelope here because there's never really been pushback on drops. And now, you know. You know. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to vote or something. I'm well, not sure. The mayor has weighed in. Jeremy Bolton, is, who is the mayor of Montytown, says, I support your decision, Tanner. Okay. Tanner says, the mayor that supports my decision, the world is ending, for once. Uh, what round do you guys think Jaron and Rising will be drafted? I think Cam Rising has to have a really big combine. I, I think he's a late-round pick. I think there's a chance if he comes out that he does not get drafted. Yeah, I think I think that he's the guy that is the undrafted free agent and, you know, finds his way into camp. I think there I Cam Rising deserves better because you know Greg Hawkins and I were talking the other day about this. If if USC Cam Rising, the guy that played against USC, that guy gets drafted in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. But how many people know that about Cam is my question. And the other thing, and, and not to perpetuate this, but the other thing I think you really have to talk about with Cam is the offense he plays in and yes. the coach he plays for. Yes. He plays in an institution at Utah that is not known as a throw-first dynamic quarterback university. Thanks. That's a defensive-first, run-the-football university. Yes. So I think that's why Witt has always struggled to recruit top-tier talent at quarterback. And it's Chase Hansen all those years ago now. Going from quarterback, by the way, fresh off a mission, going from quarterback to linebacker and doing a nice job and having a, a, a cup of coffee in the NFL because of it. Yep. But I think if you want to go to the NFL and you go to Utah, you're going to play defense. And if you want to go to the NFL, you're not going to be a wide receiver that, you know, with some Tim Patrick's be damned. Yeah. With some exceptions, you're not going to be a wide receiver that goes to the NFL. You're not going to be a quarterback that goes to the NFL. Again, with some exceptions, Tyler Huntley be damned. You look at running backs. Yeah, okay, Devontae Booker. Okay, Ty Jordan would have clearly been, I think, top of the world. 
But those kinds of talents are so limited. Yes. And I think when you look at the offensive side of the football, you're if you're if you want to be on offense and go to the NFL at Utah, you probably need to be a running back or an offensive lineman. Because I think it's incredibly difficult to go to Utah and make it as a quarterback, a running back, or a a wide receiver, even running backs, I think. I just Yeah. And running backs less because Booker and Moss are two really good examples. But I think if you are at Utah and you want to go to the NFL, you're a defensive player. Yeah, I mean, 100. percent I think that I think that guys like Clark Phillips will have no problem getting to the NFL. Obviously, you know, like you don't have any problem doing that from the defensive side because that's what Utah's known for, and they will be as long as yeah. Wood is there. Tom says Cam legit seems like he goes undrafted and gets a practice squad. He has to declare to see how much interest there really is, though, right? Yeah. Well, I think that you can always pull your name out of the draft. I mean, there's no doubt. He's going to go through the process. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, he and, should. And by the way, he's already been through the process. Yeah. I mean, guys know what their lot in life is, but that's why things like the Senior Bowl, that's why you know bowl games are huge. Cam playing in the Rose Bowl. Now, unfortunately, he had the concussion, gets knocked out of that game, but that's why this game against Oregon, this is the biggest game of the weekend. If he can win this game, that will exponentially help his draft stock. If they go back to the Rose Bowl and if they can win the Pac-12 championship and if they win this game, they're in the driver's seat there. If you can get to the game, win the game, go back to the Rose Bowl, Cam Rising might get drafted. But he's going to have to stay healthy and perform at a high level. And I think we all know if Cam's yes. on the field, he's going to play well. The problem is that's probably 50 yards rushing and 210 yards passing. Mm -hmm. So he needs... Again, like Greg Hawkins said, it, USC Cam Rising needs to come out. And by the way, it needs to be said too that it's not all on Cam. Like if he had better op if he had better options, you know, who the hell knows who he'd be? Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things. Tyler Two K echoes and says uh, Cam Rising is going to get his chance this week against Oregon to improve his draft stock because it's the biggest game of the weekend. Yeah, Oregon People Utah. Will be watching. It's national TV. It's it's isolated. It's it's a huge game. Yeah. It's, and, you, and you look at quarterbacks, if Cam Rising outshines Bo Nix, who has been a darling in the Pac-12 this year, and again, I think this goes back to UCLA as well. Yes. DTR outperformed, right? And you go to Washington State, and all of a sudden Cam doesn't play, but guess what? Utah won without Cam Rising. So how valuable is he? Well, we're going to find out this weekend. Because Stanford didn't really put up much of a fight, let's be honest. Yeah. I think you're going to find out this weekend. He... I think he's going to have that Colorado game. By the way, is not a walk. That's yeah. How many times has Colorado pissed off Utah fans? Yeah, I, I think that Cam just needs to to go out and play his game and execute at a high level. Like that's, I would agree that's with what that. he can do. And and I think that there's a pretty high chance he's an undrafted free agent who finds his way through camp and you know is that classic underdog story. I think there's also an equal chance that if you come out and you beat Oregon and then you go to the Rose Bowl and you do a bunch of things here uh, in playoff time for college football that he could get further and he could get drafted and he could get that contract. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, I, I just, it'll be interesting to see if you're here right now, uh, please do give us a thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. Hit that like button. Um, and if you're not subscribed, please do give us a subscribe. We're trying to get to 9,000 um, subscribers by the end of the year. And if we do that, we are going to uh, take a you and a plus one to the game. By the way, seventy nine seventeen. So there we picked go. up. We're improving. You know, we picked up a bunch of subscribers during there the show. Go. We appreciate that. Um, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, it's it. it I I feel, How do you feel about this Utah game again? I mean, I, I think, and I know we've talked a lot about it. And obviously, you know, Thursday and Friday are coming quickly. We'll 
will absolutely have a lock for you on this game. Yeah, I mean, I think Utah is, is you know, is in fine position to win this game. I think, you know, I, I will maintain that it comes down to Bo Nix. If Bo Nix is 80, 90, 100%. He won't be. Well. He's 65, 70%. Well, it's Wednesday. I mean, who maybe takes a shot before the game, tapes it up, we're good to go. Well, and right? you always like, have a little more adrenaline in a big game. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that, you know, we need to see what he's actually capable of, you know, on game day, on the field against, you know, you know, Mo Diabate. We need to see what he can do against, you know, Clark this Phillips. Clark Phillips. Like, yeah, like you need to see what Bo Nix can do against his defense. And then conversely, Cam, Cam's got to come out and not turn the football over. Like, I know I keep saying that, and, and he's not a guy that turns it over a ton, but he turns it over enough that I need to talk about it. And he turns it over enough in big games that, that I feel like he kind of needs to prove that he can really step up and be that difference maker while protecting the football. Bigger game. Oregon, Utah, or UCLA, USC? Oregon, Utah. I think it's not close. Yeah. Because I still, and I know Utah fans pounded me for this, but I still don't believe that UCLA is elite. I love my guy DTR. I'm a huge believer, have been for years. Yeah. I am not a Chip Kelly guy. I am very much a Lincoln Riley guy. Mm -hmm. Now, would I be surprised if these two teams that I think are pretty close I think USC's better, although we'll see how healthy they are offensively, which obviously dies out for the year. Yeah. But they've got depth at running back. I think this I think this Utah Oregon game is twice as important because it's whoever wins that game goes to the championship. I want Utah and USC in the championship. That's who it should be. That that that's but I think you deserve what you've earned. And they, have, game, they absolutely have the opportunity to earn that spot. Yep. Uh Jared Eccles. What are your thoughts on the Utah Grizzlies? Is there a new episode coming to be determined? There is. There should be one this week. Grizzlies are hot, dude. I mean, and we need to get Ryan Kanasiewicz back up here. Um, they open up a huge series. They're, they they were really impressive on the road, the Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, five and three on an eight-game trip uh, to Boise, KC, and Allen. Um, and it's not easy to win on the road in the ECHL. There's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I think you look at... Um, you know, you lost, you know, arguably your hottest goaltender in Lucas Parikh on that trip. Um, Trent Miner, I thought, was pretty solid. I think Garrett Metcalf really did a great job. Garrett, who's a Salt Lake City guy, I thought Garrett Metcalf did a great job in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. Stepping in, going into Allen. You get Trent Miner back from Colorado. Uh, he gave you some solid, some solid time between the pipes. So I think their goaltending has been really good. Um, but in this league, it's so hard to win because, again, as good as the blue line has been for the Utah Grizzlies, losing Nate Clerman is tough. Yes. You know, like he got promoted, which is what you're here for. Make no mistake about it. But Nate Clerman is one of the most gifted skaters in, in, in on the blue line in this league. Yeah. So it's not surprising that a guy that's got, you know, an NHL deal, I'm pretty sure, um, gets called up to Colorado to the AHL. Like, that's not surprising. But the thing that I think you really stand on with this club is that Ryan Kanasiewicz has done a really nice job of building depth on that blue line. And yes. I think when you look at Andrew Nielsen, who's leading the, the ECHL in points from, the, the, from a defenseman, you know, he had a six-point game the other night. Like, I mean, you're getting Connor McDonald, who's the captain of the Utah Grizzlies, is, you know, scores a huge overtime winner in Allen the other night. Like, yeah, I think there's good development happening on the blue line. You know, I think Andrew Nielsen is someone who, you know, we, we see him when they're here, we see him every day. And, and I, I can tell you straight away he's he's working on the on on puck control at the blue line no and no 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 no. he drives an audi sq5 
Right. He he is a fellow Audi driver. Right. So he's a high quality character individual. Okay. That's what you were going to, right? Yeah, that was 100% what I was going to talk about. Yep. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the Grizzlies are in a great spot. I yeah. think you, I think we're going to find out this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Friday's pooch on the pond, by the way. You can bring your dog to the game. Um, I think you're going to see that the, the Idaho Steelheads are a vastly improved team. They are far better this year than they were last year. They just could not win on the road last year, Idaho. But I think you're going to see this weekend. Um, and by the way, you, you want to hook us up? Go subscribe to the Utah Grizzlies uh, YouTube channel. Yep. Um, we do a ton of content for them. Tyson Whiting's their play-by-play guy. I do color on home games. I stand on the bench with the Grizzlies. Um, so this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Sunday. Um, and if you'd like to come to the game, I mean, there's, there, is, there are not many tickets on Friday. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm happy to hook you up. You want to come to the game Thursday, Friday, or Sunday? DM me. I'm happy to do it. Um, we love having you guys out in the building. I cannot say enough about what the people at the Maverick Center have done. Um, I mean, yeah. the, the, you don't know his name, but um, Akram, who is the building guy here, the the facilities guy, what him and his team have done to get this building ready for play like the new jumbotron the that's the the center hung jumbotron it's completely changed this building into an absolute palace of a sports arena and i mean from that to the new ribbon boards to the, the this video wall that they're building on the south end of the building where i mean it's just these yes. three massive video screens that make up this video wall it's going to be lit in here. It's going to be unbelievable. I'd love to see you Thursday night. If you want tickets to the game Thursday or Sunday, please hit me up, DM me. Um, if Friday's the only day you can go, absolutely, I can I can get you tickets. Uh, but I'd love to see you Thursday and Sunday because those are the two biggest games of the series. I mean, all three of them are huge. Pooch on the Pond Friday. Um, tomorrow night's going to be crazy. This building is, is going to be a completely different house. Yes. By the way, I should also say not to keep doing a, an ad, but... Uh, the G League tips off with the Salt Lake Stars in, in the Maverick Center on Monday with James Wiseman and the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah, you know, just James Wiseman. You yeah. know, the you Santa know, Cruz just, Warriors yeah. are here. So get to maverickcenter.com, get to uh, saltlakestars.com. You can get tickets there. You can get them through Ticketmaster. Get to utahgrizzlies.com to get your Grizzlies tickets. We should have a promo code for you coming up in a week or so. But, you know, in all seriousness, you guys, we always love hooking you up. Yeah. Um, if you want tickets to the uh, to the Grizzlies uh, Thursday, Friday, or Sunday, DM me. I'm happy. If you've got 20 people you want to bring, let me know. Yeah. I'm always happy to hook you up. Um, happy to do it. Travis Bird, of course, is the first one through. He's like, hey, dude. Yeah, absolutely. We can we can hook you up. Absolutely. Um, all right. A couple more comments before we get out of here uh, today. So, Kay Nuren says, have, so have the Jazz started to tank for V? They're no. not tanking. Nope. They're not. Austin. It says, do you think the Jazz make a trade, maybe SGA at the deadline this year? Uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, I think is going to be, I really think he's going to wind up with the Knicks. I, I think that, I keep going back to this thing about the Knicks because I think the Knicks are, they know they're close. They're an alpha male away. They're an SGA or a, I think Bradley Beal's the exact guy they need. Yeah, you need a wing scorer, dude, just like anybody else. My question is what happens to the Suns? How long are the Suns together? Not long. Because 
I don't think they trade Devin Booker willingly, but I could see Book asking out. I could see Book looking for a trade to L.A. or New York. I, honest, I think he wants to finish his career with the Lakers. There's a lot of moving parts in the West this year. Yeah. But the East is going to have a significant impact on that. I think Boston knows they're good, not great. Uh, and I, I wonder, hey, what are the, what are the Nets going to do here? Do we? I still maintain there's a chance we never see Kyrie in a Nets uniform again. I think there's a legitimate chance of that. Yeah, could be. And if they're, if they, I mean, they gave 153 points last night to Sacramento. How is ben that Simmons, possible? Simmons, you might want to find a way to play a basketball game. How bro. is that possible? That I, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand that. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Myers says, I do think Cam has versatility to be an NFL player. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. And he said, I do not. Oh, you do not. Oh, I'm sorry. I do not think Cam has the versatility to be an NFL. He's an NFL quality quarterback. Yeah. His arm talent's not the question. The durability is a bigger question. You have the, the, the concussion now. The, 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 uh, uh, that's the question. Uh, he also says Chase Hansen is an athletic monster and was a four-star high school quarterback. He just wants to play. Taysom is the same type of guy. Well, Taysom Hill's a, a, a freak. He's a freak of Nate. The guy's yeah. an animal. Absolutely. Uh, Tom says UD really needs to play the best they're capable of. Uh, need pressure with four to get takeaways. You do. You do. There, there, is, there is no doubt about that. Uh, Tyler 2K says Sun's window is closing two more years, in my opinion. I don't even think they get another year after this one. Nah. And I think this Robert Sarver, the owner of the Suns, again, a guy that's involved in misogyny and racism and all those heinous accusations. Let's see who buys that team. Because I think Barkley and Shaq were in on that, but the asking price is so exorbitant. Mm -hmm. We'll see who winds up owning that team. I think that's going to that's gonna be a big deal. Kay Nuren says Zach and Giselle will be together. <laughs> is Zach Wilson the forever... The talk lives on. Yes, is, yes, yes. Is Zach Wilson forever a legend? <laughs> for, for, for scamming his mom's friend? No, no, no. Apparently, I mean, he's he's the people's choice. Do you still believe he planted that seed yes, in the garden absolutely. of his mom's? Friend? Yes, absolutely. You do. Yes, absolutely, I do. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All we'll, day. Okay. Um, do we want to talk HOAs or are we out of time? We're probably out. Of no, time. we're out of time. We got meetings and stuff. We got to go to. We're probably out of time. Um, before we go, let's talk about our friends at the barbecue pit stop because I got to tell you, friends, I meal prepped last night. I made ground turkey. And I use Kinder Taco seasoning that I got at Barbecue Pit Stop. Good night. Good night. That is the best ground turkey ever. And I'm making taco salads. But you put that Kinder's taco seasoning on, on beef or turkey, mix it with eggs, mix it with salad, mix pasta. Oh, my God. Yes. Turkey, taco, taco turkey, pasta. It's the greatest thing you're ever going to do. Today, I'm having turkey, ground turkey with taco seasoning, salad, croutons. Of course, I'm having pickles. And I am having what I think is the best ranch ever from Super Chicks. I'm just telling you now, it all starts with that Kinder seasoning we yeah. got at Barbecue Pit Stop. I'm telling you. It, it is it is the most underrated thing that you can do at Barbecue Pit Stop. Yes. They have the best equipment. There's no best. doubt that when you go to Barbecue Pit Stop in Logan, Layton, Salt Lake City, Lehigh, or St. George, you're going to get Traeger, Big Green Egg, Yoder, Camp Chef. You name it, 
They've got the best equipment. You want tongs? Because I think we tongs. agree. Every man, every real man Facts. uses tongs. Facts. We know this. They have tongs. You need an apron? They've got apron. You need a knife? They've got a knife. You need meat? You need wings, brisket, chops? They've got, man. They've got butcher counters in their stores. But you go there for the, the seasoning, the rubs, the wing dust. I'm telling you, they've got every barbecue sauce you could ever want. By the way, they also have every flavor of pellet. If you're, a, if you're a pellet smoker guy and you don't get your pellets at Barbecue Pit Stop, just stop smoking. Just st stop doing it. Because their competition mix, they have this cherry mix that is, dude, Yep. I'm telling you, it is the single greatest thing ever. That cherry mix pellets that yeah, you dude. get? Yeah. Cherry, competition, hickory. Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, BBQ Pit Stop with one T, bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. And the best thing is, no matter where you are in this country, they'll ship to you. Yes. So you can order online. You can even go to barbecuepitstop.com, bbqpitstop.com, chat with them, order online, they'll ship it right to your front door. And the best part is you can say, hey, you know, uh, what's the best seasoning for wings? Hey, you know, I know Monty said you guys have this wing dust. What is hey, guys. that? Hey, how do I, do I really need to let my brisket rest before I cut it? They're going to, they give you the best advice. Their equipment, their rubs, their seasoning, their meat, all good. The people is what make Barbecue Pit Stop the best. Barbecuepitstop.com is the way we go about that. Uh, let's see. Jeremy Bolton says, uh, tong, ta-ta, tong, tong, tongs. Yes. 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 Uh, let's see. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, oh, my, you're making me hungry. Indeed. Should I vent about the home warranty company or are we just going to end the show? Because I am... Flipping livid about my home warranty company. Go ahead. Two minutes. Go ahead. So my wife, I'm on, we're at practice with the Grizzlies yesterday. Practice. Like shooting videos and pictures and stuff. Practice. And I get a phone call. Actually, I get a picture oh, of God. the wall in my mechanical room. Uh-huh. It's all wet. Uh-oh. That's never what um, you want to see. Right. My wife calls me and she's like, you know, I was sitting honey. at my, uh, honey. I was, she was sitting at her desk. She's like, man, I was on a call. She was working. She's like, I'm on a call and I hear this dripping. And we had just moved our desks around because we completely changed our basement once we moved out of there. Right. And she's like, I heard this dripping. I was like, what is this dripping? She goes around into our mechanical room and the wall is wet. Oh, boy. So she calls a plumber. And I'm like, no, no. Hey, we have a home warranty. This is a code 10 abort. Just flipping Ibex home warranty. Company. Ibex. Ibex in that ass. Um, <laughs> so frustrated. The plumber we called, I think it was Pando Plumbing. Pando. They were there in like 20 minutes. Um, My wife says to him when they walk in the door, hey, man, I can't have you fix this right now. Because we have a home warranty. And the guy's like, well, hey, let me let me get it set up I for you. That. The guy from the plumbing company, it turns this repeater valve. Turns it off. There's a pinhole in a pipe. Turns it off so that the water stops leaking. Hey, well, call us if you need us, man. We're happy to help. Okay, great. Man, the service was amazing. We call Ibex. My wife does. Oh, yeah, we'll have somebody, we'll have somebody right there. That was at like 11. Right. 12, two. It's not the best situation, and we all know that. Four, not even a phone call, let alone somebody showing up. 
My wife calls him back. Hey, uh, called earlier. Yeah, suck it. We're not coming out today. Oh. They're like, hey, you know, we called our plumbing contractor. They'll call you. They never called. They never called. So all night, we've got this issue with our hot water heater that, by the way, is like four grand to replace a water heater right now. Spinal. Yeah, seriously, spinal. Back is broken. So have they come out today? No. Finally, I guess they're coming out from noon to two. Hey, whenever you can get to us, it's only water we- leaking inside the house. Don't because worry. it's garbage. It's ridiculous, dude. Don't, we, we paid you $900 a year for this home warranty. But nah, you don't, you don't worry about prioritizing dude, the fact that the water heater's broken. It's only mold and water leaking everywhere. But th- no, you, you guys go ahead and have your ham sandwich for lunch. We'll be here whenever you're ready. That's every day. What are we doing? I don't understand why in this world we have to pay for things and then people don't show up. Don't get it. Dude, it's so frustrating. Yet the plumber my wife called, and I think the name of the company is Pando Plumbing. Pando. Showed up right away and they're like, hey, we can do this right now. And by the way, did it cost way more than your home warranty? It's so frustrating. No, it it, did. No. You know, it's, it's just incredibly frustrating. Yep. And I just want to, you know. You want them to fix it. You want them to show up. That's actually, it. like, do their job. That's all I'm asking for. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, a guy here at work just bought in smoked wild bird rub seasoning from Barbecue Pit Stop, and it was unreal. Hey, man. Don't say I didn't tell you so. Just, we're, we're, just, we're just giving you all the recommendations. What's your favorite seasoning? If you could just have one. Mm, that taco season is pretty legit. It's pretty great, eh? I would say the Chop House seasoning from Kinder's, excellent. Yeah, um, the, the, the Chop House is my is my number one. Yeah, I would say that the the Asado's bomb. I mean, there's no the, way around the, that. Well, I mean, the is Asado ridiculous. is everything. Yeah, the Asado, the, the Asado is, you know, you, you need to go, like, if you're someone who's saying, I don't know what kind of seasoning I want, just get the Asado and go with it. It's yeah, bomb. It's crazy. Uh, Cody Strickland says nobody is coming because they all quit and went to Tri-Day Trading. Thanks, Monty. You're welcome. Well, I which you should do. Yeah. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Yep. You know, if you don't want to be a plumber. All right, we got to go. Thanks for letting me rant about my home warranty. I'll update you on that tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow we get to discuss HOAs. Dude, my HOA raised the fee again. I love living in daybreak. My HOA is worthless. It's worthless. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Uh, A lot more on the Jazz tomorrow. A lot more on the Utes. I would say a lot more on Jake's love life, but there ain't one. He is girlfriended, by the way. For everybody asking, he is girlfriended, but it's fine. Jake? I know. My life's over. I'm ruining everybody. Um, You know, I, I get it. I understand, you know. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.